Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Swinski. And I'm Bartek. Yes, you are. Still exiled. Still ex. No, you're you're a diplomat of the Unappreciated Masterpieces now. You're back in yeah, well, our good graces. After I was made diplomat, some things happened. And Bad boy again. Bartek was at it again in our amazing show, Unappreciated Masterpieces, in which we talk about the movies that we think need more love. Hence, they're unappreciated and they're masterpieces because secretly they're the greatest films ever made. But I think, you know, the audience weren't ready to handle the idea that these films were actually masterpieces. You know, there are certain films that just don't get recognised for how brilliant they are when they first come out. But maybe we're going to be the catalyst for you to realise, hey, this is a great film. And, you know, this month we've been covering uh, film adaptations of video games. So we did Doom with with The Rock. We did Max guest. Payne with uh, with Marky Mark. Not the whole funky bunch, just Marky Mark. He was also a good guest. And, and, and we did uh, Hitman with Bartek. <laughs> yeah. I was the host. <laughs> and a guest in our spirit. Uh, I was a ghost. Oh. Guest host. Oh, there you go. And, um, you know, we're going to be covering the last one for this month, whatever it is. I don't know. I haven't alluded to it at all throughout the Yeah, you didn't watch month. the almost two-hour film? No, I didn't watch... Uh, I don't know what we're doing. We're obviously spitting Polish, likely, because we're always spitting, and we are both Polish. Classic gag. It's still <laughs> nearly 100 episodes of Unappreciated Masterpieces. We've been running that gag into the ground, and yeah. it's still working. Well, technically, this would be the 100th, but, you know, that one is missing, so it's There's a missing episode, so there you go. Bartek... We're going to be having to cover an amazing video game film. This this film... Wait, why a video game film of this month of all months? Oh, so, what do you mean? Oh, a film based on a video game? I don't know. Because it's our month where we do themed things. Oh, we're doing a video game film because it's the video game month. Yeah. February 2018 where we do four video game unappreciated masterpiece films. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah, I think I mentioned that. I think I covered... You probably did, but I completely forgot, so I was just covering our ground. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well, good for you. You're covering the ground. Well, here's the thing. We're covering uh, the, the, this last one. I don't know what it is until you tell me, okay? So you have to tell And then me. you'll have all memory of watching the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me what it is. The film we are doing today is, and, you know, if you've watched the other episodes of this month, you'll know that there hasn't really been too many localizations of titles, but you know the kind of gag that I'm going to do. It's... Assassin's Creed. Ah, that classic film. I know which one this is. Yeah? We're finally doing Dead or Alive. Yes, we're finally doing Dead or Alive. <laughs> ah. Where the women fight, but there are also some men. And also they play volleyball a bit. They play volleyball and there's a scene where two of them are sleeping together and the dad walks in. And, and he's like, like what, what are these lesbians? And he's like, no, dad, we're friends. No, I know, because I've watched the film for this episode, right? That's what we're doing. So, uh, no, Ryan, Dead not, or Alive. No, we're not know. doing Dead or Alive. What are you doing? You just said I. I don't speak Polish, but I imagine what you said was dead or alive. No, no, you, no, Ryan. That's Assassin's Creed. I said Assassin's Creed. Oh, I'm the fool. I'm the fool. We're finally doing the Zelda movie that doesn't exist, even though out of all the video game characters to like video game worlds to get like a film, it should be Zelda, but they haven't. Well, they had a TV show. Yeah, but a film. Yeah. Film's different to a TV show, fun fact. 
And that's the first of many fun facts in this episode. Now, what's the film, Bartek? The film we are doing Assassin's Creed, believe it or not, it's Assassin's Creed. Oh, Assassin's Creed, the video game, like the film of a video game to prove that they can finally work. Like the messiah of the video game movies. Ah, yes, from 2016. Ah, I remember this film so fondly. It felt like yesterday when I watched it, which is a lie because I watched it the day before. So, you know, we're already off to a great start. Assassin's Creed with Michael Fassbender. Oh, looking forward to it. But we have to have a guest for this episode. You know, a guest who, who in their last episode... They they alluded we in that episode we alluded to the fact that we would cover Assassin's Creed. Oh, what a coincidence that that guest who mentioned Assassin's Creed in his last appearance, which was also the year that the film came out, is the guest for this episode, Ryan. Yes, Samuel Jackson from Lakeview Terrace is finally on the show. Well, it's actually Samuel L. Jackson. I said Samuel L. Jackson. When you say it, it sounds like you're just emphasizing the L in Samuel, though. Nah. It's like Samuel Jackson. That's what I hear every time you say it. I don't give a fuck what you think. But that, but the Samuel Jackson movie is the one where that guest appeared in. Oh. 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 Patrick oh, Wilson's Patrick finally Wilson. on this show. Well, he's been in... Fucking nailed it. Hasn't he been in two He's been in like two, three done? movies. He's yeah. been in like... He was in The Switch and uh, The A-Team Man. But no, we're yeah. having our good friend Luke Free Pervarelli. That's right, Ryan Bartek, I'm back. He's back. Oh no, he's Good back. Good to be here. I like how he didn't correct how I got all of his name wrong. It is my name now. <laughs> it is Luke Free Pervarelli, everyone. Yeah, everyone's favourite Italian that pervert. That oh, I always called him Luke Peverell. Well, that's just silly. That's stupid. Peverell. What the fuck? What? No. You're, you're fucking yeah, this up. We have I'm to dead. start Jeez. all over again. I'm, sorry. I'm bad with last names. Luke. Yes. We've on, we're Luke, on you're edge. You're the host now. Start uh, the okay. you're, you're the host. You've no, already start, call, start the episode again. We, we, we can't call it Spit and Polish anymore. Though, no, we can. We can. Uh, uh, hold on. I have a new title. So let me do okay, the show okay, again. Okay. Hello, listening people. I'm Ryan Stalinski. And I'm Luke Free Perver. <laughs> and you're listening to Spit and Polish and Lasagna. In which we are Polish and Italian. <laughs> and some lasagna. Polish or Italian. No, you know my story. Yeah, you know my name. Polish my or story. Italian, but both spit. Well, yeah. it's a human condition. You, yeah. you can't Did we say you could fucking talk, guest? Jesus. You, you can't see it. You already mucked up I'm the format, guest. What the fuck's in Like, this guy's so disrespectful. You know what's even more disrespectful? You guys at home not having a legal copy of this because if you don't, I don't want you to join in on this. Yes. You should have a legal copy Go of Assassin's outside. Creed because Michael Fassman, oh. as an executive producer, needs the money. He's having a really rough time right now. <laughs> and also, more to the point, it's annoying finding subtitles for an online copy. Yeah. See. Yeah. Because what you guys are going to do is you're going to have your copy with you, ready, steady to go. I'm going to do a countdown. When I say play, you're going to press play as well. We're going to be synced up and as we do our commentary for this film. So... Get yourself ready, guys. Get your get your weapons of assassins out, and then I guess cut off your finger. Yeah, for some reason. You gotta do. That's the thing. No, it's not in the first game, and only that game. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Well, I guess this is the the first game's um, uh, true adaptation. Then Uh, I guess that's what it is. So, so get ready because we're gonna Assassin's Creed in three, two, one, play. Oh, here we go. One second, two second. Oh, brilliant. 20th Century Fox 20 seconds. 
is now a good friend Disney Fox. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. Do you Disney. think they're going to change the name? What do you think is going to be like 20th Century Fox, a division of you, Disney? You know how, like, Andromeda the Galaxy is going to eat the Milky Way Galaxy? I think Disney is going to do that to Fox. It's just going to... Well, maybe one them. of the O's or the zero could be, like, a Mickey Mouse head? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that or, you know, 20th Century, Century Fox, Fox. How, it, how it looks like it's on, like, some kind of platform with the, with the lights. Mm. It just has Mickey Mouse at the end of that platform just whipping Rupert Murdoch to death. <laughs> <laughs> being like, who's your bitch now? <laughs> oh, look, Ubisoft logo yeah, for a film. Logo. That made me feel warm and yeah. content. Oh, here we go. Uh, you know, now, this is good because I've always loved movies that have opening crawls. You know, Star Wars. You mean Space Wars? That's a film that has an opening crawl. Very brave. Yeah. And I think this well, film... I'm not saying that this film inspired Star Wars, The Last Jedi... But there's a lot of similarities to those two films, you know. They both have an opening text crawl well, Ryan, and other things. To give this film credit <laughs> for that, things. because it is a very good thing, this film is actually canon to the Assassin's Creed expanded universe. You mean the Assassin-verse? Assassin's Creed-iverse. Assassin-verse. Um, so that credit crawl there kind of summarizes a lot of the major points of the series. You'll notice that oh, there you go. the opening text crawls in black and white, which is... Which is just like, yeah. this movie is really... That's really good because the film is actually really about the grey area yeah, of ambiguity, of morality. Of morality. And yeah, and yeah. And all that. I really liked in, in this sequence here, in which they decided to have most of those close-up shots not in focus. Mm. I think that's a very bold move for a filmmaker. You know, uh, because a lot of the like typical reviewers or commentators will be like, "Oh, you got to be in focus all the time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roger Ebert probably right that fuck. Uh, too bad he was dead for this movie. You know? I feel like he might have liked this film. He did like films. Hmm. I'll give him that. But you know who likes films? Michael Fassbender, who is the lead actor of this film. There he is. He, he does do a film every so often, doesn't he? Yeah, he does really. Uh, Late yeah. on really magnificent films. You know, Assassin's Simply Creed, Alien Covenant. X Men Apocalypse, yeah. The Snowman, you know he's he's really on a batting. He's on a, you know, he's on a hot streak. He's the Mickey Rourke of film. You know? like, <laughs> he's, he's just doing such a great job. <laughs> the Mickey Rourke of film is Sorry. Mickey Rourke. I'm just, I'm just... Yeah, there is a video game where Mickey Rourke plays the main character. Really? Yeah. What is it? It's called a Rogue Warrior. Oh, I thought you were going to say Rogue One. Yeah. A Star Wars story. Yeah, I'm like, Mickey are you Rourke sure? Was in that film. Yeah, he, he plays. It's it's a video game that's. A loose adaptation on the on the real events that this one like Korean War veteran was in, ah. and Mickey Rock spends most of the game just swearing. Of course, he does. To the point oh, where the song that they play life. in the credits is a mix of all his like offensive lines put together into a rap. Now I'm gonna go straight off the bat here with the history of this film and my relation to the video game as well. I had not seen this film until having to do it for the show, and my relationship with the video game is I've played the first one, but not in terms of actually played the game. I've played it like how kids do with GTA, where you run around and kill people until you get killed. That's how I've played it. Yeah. All I remember from Very the Assassin... Very GTA 2 style. Yeah. What I remember from the Assassin's Creed game was jumping was prevalent. Like, oh, yeah. if, you, if you had to do anything yeah. to survive, jumping, and it was one of these things where it felt like like, for me, again, I'm not a video game critic, but it was one of these ones where it felt like, um, 
like everything was made out of jelly for me. Like like you can just bounce off of walls like it's made out of jelly and you just wobble off. Like it felt like you were like some super creature. Yeah, like the ability of your uh, the um assassin you're playing as to just climb basically anything, no, no matter what it was made of. You know, it's like your Spider Man. Basically, is it weird yeah. that well, the he... Assassin's Creed game has better climbing things than the Spider-Man mo- games? Well, the thing oh, with Assassin's oh, Creed oh, is oh. you do actually have to go up to certain parts of walls that can oh. be climbed. Oh, I know. Mm. So, climb stuff, yeah. let jump off. It. It's probably also worth pointing out very quickly that the Assassin's Creed series, uh, in terms of Ubisoft, is a spiritual successor to Prince of Persia. Ah, because but... Prince of Persia was all about you know parkour and stuff like that. Yeah, this film does but, have parkour in it. Whereas Assassin's so Creed, like. You know, it's the next level. Oh, parkour, the, yeah. Of here we are in Mexico. Is this Mexico? Yeah, it just said in the, uh, in the thing there. Oh, it's, right, it's, this is the 1986 yeah, sequence. Sorry. We are now in the future. Because, well, no, we're in the past still. We're, we're in a part of the past. We're in the past, we've yet yeah. to reach the present, and we never go to the future. That's really sad. Because in the games... Okay, so again, like, I've said it, I'm not a big history of the game... I have no big history of this movie. Uh, Bartek, I'll go to you. What's your history with the film and the games? Uh, film, I hadn't seen it until for oh. this show. The games, I've played the first six. Okay. So unlike, you know, Doom, uh, Max Payne and Hitman, I've actually played the source material. Source, in quotes. And what, if you, quickly, what's your favourite out of those games? Uh, my favourite is 2. Which was made in... The 2 was made in 2009. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. M- most of the games that I've played are set in 2011. Okay. Set in 2011. Well, why is that, Bato? Or was it 2012? Because uh, I know the uh, third one is in 2012. Wait, okay, right? so to explain, you yeah. have two storylines going on in the film, and that's how it is in the game. We have a guy in the future, or the present, yeah, or near present. future is being yeah, scientifically tested on to remember the memories of his ancestor? Basically. So the thing with it is, it's 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 two stories, you're right, but it's framed as if it's one. Yeah. Because with the first game, you know, it's a guy who's imprisoned by Abstergo Industries, and he is uh, having to relive, relive an ancestor's memories to learn things for the company. Like this movie. But then immediately in the second game, which is set after the ending of the first one, he escapes from the facility and uh, is with a group of like modern-day assassins. Just like this movie. And he has to relive the memories of a different ancestor in order to find it. It's basically every game, you find out new information by about your ancestor. At, like, the truth in the past, because it's like, you know, recorded history doesn't have the truth that they want. Fair enough. So they have to see it first. Hand. Fun fact, the mother is Essie Davis, the Australian actress who is, who's uh, in Miss Fisher and Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, oh, and uh, the mother in The Babadook. I'm glad that she's appearing in more movies. Uh, I saw her recently in the film Mindhorn, uh, which was, f- you know, she was good in as the love interest. In this, she's just in it briefly as the mum. That's uh, um, Brennan Gleeson's son that isn't Dommel Gleeson, so... Wow. Oh, you mean, I didn't know Brendan and Domino were related. That's pretty cool. Brendan's his dad, yeah. Oh, uh, most people know that, but you oh, learn li- something yeah, new have, every day from Spit and Polish. Right. So, educational. Um, Do you know what, who this, guy, this actor is? is uh, this, the, the kid? Yeah. Or the yeah. father? No, no, the, the kid. The kid, I don't know. It could be Domino Gleason's son. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a big family. Luke, what about you? History with the games and the um, film? 
I pretty much what Bartek said. Um, I played uh, the first one and I stopped around Black Flag. But um, yeah, that was uh, me. Yeah, so. I'd I'd have to say I actually enjoyed Black Flag the most because the storyline was the most emotionally compelling. Mm. Like a lot of people um will talk about the protagonist of um the second and I suppose third and fourth games Ezio Auditore yeah as like being the most interesting and compelling protagonist of the games but um I th- I think Edward Kenway of uh, Black Flag was more interesting didn't you dress up as him for your twenty first no, no 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 that was um Connor Kenway his grandson yes his grandson so you yeah. dressed up as someone that you didn't like as much. Oh, well, at the time, I you love that guy. played Black Flag, I don't think. Ah, uh, so... did it exist then? Yes. I don't know. Uh, do you remember when Black Flag came out, Bartek? Um, I Flag. know that 3 came out in 2011. Oh, okay. Well, that may it? have been incorrect. No, I'm sorry. It came out in 2012, so Black Flag would have been 13. Oh, in that case. Which you would have turned 20. You had no excuse. Right. I guess I, yeah, I got no you, excuse. You I'm terrible. Here we have Michael right. Fassman. You know he's a troubled man because he does drawings. He's pretty good. Charcoal drawings, kind of like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Hey, if anyone had to play Hannibal Lecter now, who isn't Anthony Hopkins or Mads Mikkelsen, give Michael a go. What about Brian Cranston? I think he could do it. Brian Cranston? Brian Cranston, just because he was Walter White. <laughs> That's, that's, that's it. Hey, any character can be played by Brian Cranston because he played a good character once. No, yeah, no, that's, it's, that's how it works. It's got to be Jake Lloyd. Excuse me. No, it's going to be Toby Maguire. Are you an angel? (laughs) Can you imagine Hannibal Lecter? No, right, he's a big boy now. Yeah, oh, are you an angel? (laughs) Can you imagine a young him being Hannibal Lecter? (laughs) Can you imagine him being like, Clarice, are you an angel? (laughs) Like, now this this is cannibalism. And then the grown up Do a roll, that's a good move. And then the grown up Hannibal Lecter's Hayden Christensen. <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> It is my opinion that you are tasty. <laughs> I did not like the sand. I ate his liver with father beans and a nice chianti. And Man. not just the beans, but the women and the children. <laughs> oh far out. So Good idea. Here we have our first real introduction that Christianity plays a role in this yeah. universe. Which is, um, as we were discussing earlier, is kind of a bit jarring when you consider it, it doesn't have the same significance in the video games. Really? Yeah, well, um, when people like certain characters know about the history of the Apples of Eden and the precursor civilization. Um, Which the game doesn't really talk about the precursor. No, it kind of hints at it. but um, yeah. It's you know, good that they have something they, they could make a focus, but they don't. Adam and yeah. Eve have a role in the backstory. Yeah, but they were like, they were not uh, God's own creations. They yeah, were, They yeah. were my creations, yeah? Yeah, it was Ryan's. But, um, the Ryan's origins voice. of the Templars was that their child Cain is like the original founder of it. I oh, think. Cain? Yeah. Oh, the, the one... David marked Cross, by yes. <laughs> marked by Jesus, marked by God in year one. Yeah, mm. David Cross as the head of the Knights of the Templar. Yeah, that would be fucking <laughs> great if he was in the sequel where he plays Jeremy Irons' boss. You know, he's just like, I've never, I, I'm still alive, and he's just really mad. Like David Cross, have you seen any of the uh, Chipmunks movies? Oh yeah, I'm a big fan. Well, in in as you know, in the first few Chipmunks movies, David Cross is in them, and he's visibly annoyed to be there. And it's like their show- owner or something. Yeah, he's their manager. Okay. And he's pissed off all the time. <laughs> I like how in this sequence, you know, I've never been um 
lethal. I've never seen a lethal and injection never... <laughs> before, but I thought you were going to say you've never been executed. I've never oh. been executed you really? either. You try but I don't know. Does does the operating desk table bed thing? It's standing up and then it you know it it falls back into the laying down position. But then does it spin around? It should. The room, like it did just then? Hey, look, is he in the first game's Animus now? Uh, yeah, that's no, what I was thinking. you're, you're maybe, wrong. Maybe they wanted to make an homage to the original Animus. Oh, here she okay, is. Here she is. Here it's she is. Here she is, guys. Marion. Maid Marion. How did they... Yeah, how did they not cast her in the Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe as the sense. Maid Marion? Marion Cotillard, I mean, come on. Stunt, and, they'll, and then you have like one snitty, snooty critic being like, Marion Cotillard has made Marion stunt casting. <laughs> just, just lean back. And then you have another one being like, I want a black made Marion, please. Jeez. No, that'd just be virtue signaling. <laughs> Come on, there was that TV show Merlin. In which oh, yeah, and they had a black Guinevere. Black Guinevere, and black they treated her with no racism okay, whatsoever. I, I and you're really, like, this is kind of confusing. I just want to draw attention to Michael Fassbender's face when he wakes up now. because I he, did. He just looks really hungover. He is. He was well, too busy. Up. Oh, I suppose so. Ah, oh, Marion yeah. Cotillard. She's one of these actresses that's just in things. Bartek, you, you, you know her, obviously, from the film Allied. You quite like that film. Mm-hmm. Where she was the lead actress. Chief. When you said allied, I had to scan my memory. And I was like, oh, yes, that one. The one with Brad, Brad Pitt being mm. like, my wife might be a Nazi. Uh, and then most people would might know her from The Dark Knight Rises as the secret villainess. As uh, Talia al Ghul. Yeah, what a twist. Mm. And, you know, she's in plenty of things. She's yeah. she's a model as well, I'm pretty sure. I think she's an activist. Uh, she's uh, a role she, model, then. She's French. Ubisoft's <laughs> a French company, Ryan. So. That's why they hired her. Yeah. No, seriously. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we need the French representation, and then they're like, why is that an Italian accent, Ryan? I don't know. I don't know. Ah. Hon, hon, hon. Uh, he's trying to get away. Now this is a great sequence here because yeah. Shirley tells two guards to let him run, and then no other guards, and all the other guards are like, ah, let him go. Yeah. It's pretty lax around here. Like, look at him. Like, eh, let him go. Like none of the, none of these other guards know what's going on. They just see this insane man running around. Like, ah, eh, fine. Well, you see, he's got the words "dr" written on the back, so they probably think he's a doctor. So he's not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I do. He's not to be fucked be- Before I knew that this film was canon to the Assassin's Creed verse, which changed your opinion dramatically after you knew that. It kind of did. <laughs> it helped me accept a few of the differences a bit more. Because, uh, like, running. in the games, they have this whole big thing about how. Uh, the main character of the first five games in the modern day story is like the seventeenth subject that they're um, maybe used. that they're like yeah. looking to genetic code of. Whereas this film has like a, a bunch apparently so a whole like, prison oh. full, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, a whole facility housing a bunch of prisoners that they're looking into genetic memories of, and also the animus being what it is in this film. Whereas in the games, it was basically either a table or a chair, which. You know, in this film, they have to change it to, like, a big robot arm crane. Yeah, crane thing. So, I really liked how they did the action sequences in this. Now, how they had the, 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 the great audacity, because a normal filmmaker wouldn't have the flair that this particular filmmaker did with the action sequences in which it cuts back and forth between the present day and the past. So, you're having a really cool sequence in which Michael Fassbender is stabbing people, and then it'll cut to him in a white room with no knife pretending to stab nothing and I thought it was really dramatically poignant to how 
the the past and the present can just blend seamless seamlessly into one. You know, I thought it was really nicely done. Yeah, they they didn't Michael need Michael K. Williams of The Wire fame. Yeah. They didn't need cool. the loading screens from the games where you're in a big void while like tutorial <laughs> bubbles appear. I've got to be honest. In the games, like you know, when the the loading screen void thing changed from being white to like being like a black background with. That started yeah. to freak me out because I was expecting a fucking monster. Well, to come in the up. in the first game, not only was it a white room, but there was instead of the text boxes giving you tutorials, there's an actual voice telling you things. Yeah, that's... who's the voice? Yeah. It's some woman. I can't remember. Who is it um, Rebecca or whatever her name is? Marion Cotillard. <laughs> Rebecca didn't appear until the second game, Luke. But um, <laughs> but no, it was just <laughs> some. I, I think it was just the Animus's voice or something. Oh, so the Hello, voice. I'm Lady Animus. Oh shit! Hey, you see these arrow guns? They never use them again. Okay, is it <laughs> Lee Schreiber? Because it looks like him. Lee Schreiber? Yeah, Schreiber. I don't know. It's just it you could like you could yeah, find see? out by looking at him and saying, "Is that the guy who played uh, Saber Tooth yeah. in the first X Men movie?" I don't know. Could it looks be a bit like him. Wait, not the first X Men. He wasn't that. He was in the X Wolverine Origins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big Lee Schreiber fan, so I'm not. I'm not 100. I don't recognize the man's face. I just saw guy who looks bemused, which is very different to Michael Fassbender, who looks content. Really? And Marion like Coltiard. Well, look at him. He's kind of like, oh, well, yeah. here, here they go, putting gloves really? on me. Oh. You think he looks content? Look at him. Ah, oh, gloves. Oh, no. <laughs> and look, Jeremy Irons' first appearance as the big bad guy. I'm glad that they showed him in a very mundane shot in which he was kind of out of focus. Because yeah, like it's kind of revealing his character is he's one of these villains. Okay, this is how I describe the movie. Again, this might be like the games where... Where it's not so much there's an individual who's an antagonist, but more the situation is the antagonist. Like, sure, the Knights of the Templar are the antagonists, but it's yeah. more the situation they've created. Like, you don't have the face. You don't have the evil mustache twirling, here I am, I'm your villain. That's kind of Jeremy Irons' character. He's very mundane in the storyline. He's very much like... I just want to control free will. Yeah, it's very. And if anyone could, could, if anyone should control free will, it's Jeremy Irons. I believe he 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 has the right. He's been around a very long time. He's paid his dues. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's won an Oscar, so yeah, he's, <laughs> he's entitled. Unlike and Michael, this was a bit divisive. The use of a crane as the animus. Really? Well, why? Because. I why? understand because from a film perspective, games. yeah, but but from a film perspective, but as all adaptations must, they must change with the medium. So from a video game, you can have it just be a, a, a chair he sits in or a bed. But in a film perspective, you have to make it interesting to watch when they cut between the modern, because I'm not as familiar with games, but oh, do agree. they cut to the modern stuff very much? No. They don't. They don't just have. But it's fair bits, I guess. But in comparison to the film, does it cut as much as the oh, film the does? The film's more modern stuff than exactly. The, so yeah. I think it's fair that the film. Oh, I, I agree. I just think like that, that created. A I, I will say this of. Out. I will say this of the animus in this movie, which kind of made me grow on it. In the games, not only were they revisiting memories to learn things, but also with the original main character in the modern story, Desmond, mm. he was sort of an assassin as well. Eventually, he like became one for real. 
Um, he learnt most of his skills through the genetic memories, so... Ah, like so, Mike Fassbender here. Yeah, so as he was learning... But it took him, like, many games to actually get it down pat, whereas in this film, I think Michael Fassbender goes into it, like, three times and he's already an assassin. Yeah. So perhaps the idea with this animus is that it helps you learn the skills faster? Yeah. Yeah. I reckon also, I think... Uh, now, again, in the, in the games, I'm not familiar, but... Do you get taken out of the Animus for recovery like he does in this film? You do go out of the Animus every night. Okay, because in this film it seems like Marion Coltyard wants to take it slow and easy and Jeremy Irons is like, no, just keep it in there for a very long time. So I feel like a part of it is he's in here for the last two times a very long period of time, so he's kind of soaking it up more and more. So if I look at it, again, like, I, I don't have myself the games compared to, but, like, yeah. you could look at it as, like, he's gaining more muscle memory because of long-term exposure to the machine's abilities. I don't remember it in the games being so much a physical thing, but I think they do at some point mention this movie, The Bleeding Effect. Yeah, The Bleeding Effect. They it's, do. I don't do know what it, it means, but they do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like they start, it's they like, spend too much time in there, so they start. So you to, see it in the real world. Yeah. So it's kind of like the Tetris sort of, effect. Yeah, so yeah. why does he see himself? Because when I'm in this machine, it's not like I'm looking at myself as an assassin and being like, oh my god, it's me. Wouldn't he be seeing the bad guys? The people he's physically seeing? Yeah. That was my one critique of this movie, was that. I was like, why is he fighting his assassin self? Like, maybe you could argue it's like a memory thing. I don't know. Like, I didn't understand why his... Well, that's kind of Spanish what version of himself. I guess that's was the version he saw. I guess that's kind of like what I meant with the Tetris effect. Like you, you play Tetris a lot, and you start seeing the blocks in real life. I guess, but then again, I guess he doesn't really see himself. He's just... Yeah, exactly. I like that's the... what I mean. Like it's, with the Tetris effect, it doesn't work. Like oh, I'm playing Tetris. I see where it is, but then for some reason, I see myself we, playing we should, Tetris. We should clarify for the audience that. These games are from a third-person perspective. Mm. I can imagine that if you have no idea what we're talking about and you're trying to piece it together, you would imagine that it's from a first-person perspective. Yeah, but no, you, you play the game from a third person. It's like behind yeah. the character. Yeah, but in this film... But, in this, so, but does that imply that the Animus has you see the genetic memories from a third-person perspective? Well, I, I don't think, think so. I think it's, look, it's a gameplay thing, so they kind <laughs> yeah. of have to wave it. No, I don't think in this game because... I mean, in this film, because of how he's physically reacting in the current day situation. So for him, he is... What's the character's name? Aguilera. Aguilera. Oh, Aguilar. Yeah, so Shakira Aguilera. <laughs> so he's playing as Shakira. Uh, in his brain, he is that. It's not like he's looking from third person and controlling it like how you would have Like for him, that's a v- he's doing VR. You know, like, yeah. So that's why I'm a bit confused of why does he see his past self attacking him and no other people? Like, we're not man bun guy who in this, in his past story, is the one who's attacking him, this guy. How come he doesn't see this guy? Because that's the one who's attacking him the most throughout the whole entire storyline of the past. Mm. But, you know, these are little things. Like, maybe the director's going for more of a, a thematic reason as to why the past version of him is attacking him. Like, the past version of him is maybe trying to strengthen him now because Mike Fassbender's character has a lot of problems with the past, you know, his dad, he has a very troubled ha- history with his dad because his dad murdered his mum and was trying to murder him, and, you know, we learn through the movie that he's got a very disturbed past himself as a grown-up, you know, he's he was on death row for killing a pimp, do we get to learn any more about that? No. But, you know, we get to learn that he's done various, lots of crimes, and he wasn't an assassin, he's just grown up in this world. Again, this film kind of takes, um, 
the nature versus nurture approach to to assassins in this film. I don't know about the game, but in the film, it seems like it's it's natural within you that you're going to have violent tendencies if you're part of the assassins creed, like like what? genetically. Then the Templar is like that's their view as well. Like I don't know if that's what the film wants to do because it makes it seem like the Templar are wrong for thinking that. But then the film itself is kind of saying. Well, Michael Fassbender is genetically an assassin and he's inherently prone to violence. Well, it's actually an interesting subject because um, not like in the first few games, but as as the universe expanded with like novels and comic books and such, it was sort of remarked upon that for all that the assassin order is about, you know, free will, humanity should be allowed to decide its own path. Most of what they do is murder and Mm. killing people. And it's, it's funny when you consider that they're you know supposed to be the good guys but you know most of what they do is just killing people actually in the first game the main character of the first game's uh story altair um i think he's the one that actually comes up with the official creed the uh nothing is It's true everything everything, yeah because the original one was just like three basic tenets which is like don't kill innocent people hide in plain sights and don't betray the brotherhood yeah you know it sounds a lot more generic yeah, um, but then there were problems with that because there were like some contradictions, like oh, we're meant to fight for peace, but we kill people. And yeah, and like we try to hide the truth in plain sight and stuff like that. Fair enough. I it's, mean, it's, I it's like it. It's it, good. Yeah, it 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 helps distinguish the whole assassin's good, Templar's bad thing. Cause... Did you know Michael Fassbender did pretty much most of his own stunts for really? this movie? Really, I'm very proud of him. I'm very proud of Michael. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think the trivia said ninety five percent. Yeah, I'm glad that they found the mathematical. You know, you know, Michael Fassbender is one of those actors like Natalie Portman, who's like a supreme genius, right? Like, like, I like, can believe it. You know, Michael Fassbender is well. I think he knows like several languages. Like, he's one of those. Um, you well, know, we know he knows Spanish. Yeah, I think he's actually considered one of those people because he's grown up in so many weird places. He's considered a citizen of the world kind That's of thing cool. because mm. I think he's Scottish, isn't he? Primarily, I don't know. I think he's naturally got a Scottish accent, but he can speak, you know, several languages, do several accents, all of this kind of stuff. He's a really interesting guy, but also a fascinating actor. I mean, to be honest, the first thing I really recognized him in was Inglorious Bastards. That was the first film I think I would be like, who's this guy? I think same for me, although I I didn't necessarily know it was him. No, no, I didn't know who he was. It was the one where I went, oh, who's this guy? Because he was really good in it. He was the British spy. Yeah, the British spy who had to speak German. And they had to explain why his accent was weird. Mm -hmm. And he was doing great up until... uh, Uh, Until he asked for some drinks. The physical thing. Some for a refill. Yeah, so... um, He's a really good actor, and I like him. Uh, If you really want to see Michael Fassbender's best film... Uh, it's hard to say, you know, there's many great films. He's great in 12 Years a Slave, but I'd watch the other Steve McQueen movie, uh, 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 Shame, in which Michael Fassbender plays a man with sex addiction. Is that the one where you get to see his dick? I'm not going to tell you, Luke. <laughs> you guess I'll have to find out. I'm not focusing on that. So, okay, this bit here. Yeah. Pull him. They pull him from the sequence, and, and like, his character clearly, like, his real-life counterpart really sh- would have died but they pull him and now he's like he is like how did he get back up do they just does that happen in the game where you get in these impossible to escape from situations and they pull you back to the modern day um, situation and then when you come back you're somehow alive are you think... talking about to avoid death no okay so so what i'm saying is from a narrative perspective of the games do you ever encounter these situations where narratively 
your character would like have his one fall off a cliff and there's no reason as to there's like there's no explanation of how you would survive that and they pull you back to the modern game modern world because they do that a few times here where it's like well, there's situations in which oh there's no way he would have survived that but then they pull him back to the modern world and bring him back and he's remembering like, something weeks later or days like later. Someone having a nightmare and they wake up just before they fall off the cliff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I think it if it has happened in the games, it's very, very rare. I don't know. I don't think they did do that because um in the games uh because it's because the, these past sequences are all set in the animus, they very much without any reservations mind skipping ahead like years or something. Okay. Like there's a point in Assassin's Creed Two. This is the first time I realized it. Assassin's Creed Two, you know, main character starts seventeen, but by the end of the game, he's like forty two. Um, there's a point in the game where it's an open world game. You have multiple missions on the map. You can do them in any order. And like after every mission, two years pass oh. because it's implied that there's a plan that's like years in the making and, mm. and stuff like that. Um, so I would imagine that if there is a point in the games where they get injured, they would just cut ahead to like after they've recovered. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, the, the film's doing a magnificent job. I mean, look, Jeremy Irons is here. He's talking yeah. about stuff. Talk I love Jeremy. Us. And also, not so much that they never cut back to the real world while the main character is in the animus. No, that, but you can game, hear the would... voices of the people that are like with him. So sometimes you do get like your snarky British guy make a comment about something mm. being like off. And stuff now like I do believe when I read the trivia that. Um, Marion Cotillard's character doesn't exist in the games, but Jeremy Irons' one does, yeah. and he's only he's in the men- first one briefly. Yeah, he's mentioned throughout them because he's the you know in charge of Abstergo, which is the ma- large face of the Templars in the modern day that you interact so with. So he's the head honcho as to why you're going to the game in general, but you don't actually really have to encounter him at all. Yeah, not really. He's basically mostly, the guy that's making all this happen, but of, you don't really need to Of Abstergo him. Industries, you mainly see... Uh, one of the scientists named Warren Vidic, who's a real bad dude. Yeah, he's like a bald scientist. He's he's sort of more the antagonist in those first yeah. few games. Even because... though the, the Templar Order as a whole is probably like the big yeah. antagonist. Well, like we said, like it's one of these ones where you don't need a specific person to be the antagonist. It's the organization and yeah. their situation well, that the, they put you through. And the main thing of the expanded universe, very similar to Star Wars, where it's like you know, oh, this dark, is very similar. Dark to versus light. The the whole thing about that all, throughout all of recorded history there has been an assassin templar war and that's basically a war between law and chaos in a way i saw a very um you know interesting video uh, uh i can't remember i think it was by wisecrack in which it kind of talks about how fundamentally the the ideologies of both the assassins and the Templar are inherently flawed in terms of, like, not flawed on the, oh, on purpose, like, flawed as in actually to actually think about it for more than two seconds, none of it makes sense, kind of. There's a lot of hypocrisies going on, because they're both trying to do what's best for humanity, Mm -hmm. but, you know, do bad things like kill and stuff. Yeah, that's what I brought up when I was like, Oh, so now the Templar are all about, like, not using violence, but they use violence Actually, all the time. A neat thing about Black Flag, the one that Luke loves, which I would definitely say is an easy second best for me, um, is that for most of the game, you're not really on either no, side. You're, you're, uh, you, Edward Kenway's a pirate. Yeah, you, basically, first mission, 
you kill an assassin and take his robes. Well, nice. he, although that assassin was a traitor, so it's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's okay, though, guys. Because yeah. 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 assassins are all about loyalty, remember? the brothers. Isn't, isn't one of the guys in the Abstergo Industries thing in this movie, like, a, a descendant of that oh, guy? Actually, the cool thing is several of them are, like, um, uh, the one played by Michael K. Williams that we saw earlier was in um, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, which was... Um, well, that was a Vita one, Yeah, it was a PSP game. Yeah. And, um... There are several. Oh, ones. same character. Yeah, and um, well, oh. the, the descendant of a. Character. Oh, okay, yeah, descendant. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I like... thought you meant like his modern day <laughs> character exists as well as well. Like it's, I don't know. You well, know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, because I think one of them when I was reading up stuff about the film after I watched it, they were talking about like, oh, this guy is a descendant of Duncan from Four. Yeah, and I'm like, Duncan. I don't remember who that is, but I remember that, that's that a, name. That's the traitor that. Ever and yeah, then I looked it up like, oh, that's the guy you killed in the first mission of the yeah. game. Okay, now with the Assassin's Creed games, how close to the present do they get? Um. With the back in time. Of I mean. the ones that we've played, three would be the closest. That was during colonial times. But I think yeah. there is... Oh, now they've... Uh, with um, stuff like Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is set during the Industrial Fr- Revolution. French Revolution, was it? I think Syndicate is the closest we get to the... I know that Winston Churchill's in one of them. Yeah. That, really? Yeah, so yeah. it's like 18... So when do we get to kill Nazis as assassins? And that's uh, what I, want to I think I think I read that... Because there's apparently going to be sequels to this film. I think they said that they wanted to do Cold War for one of them. Okay, so here's a question. If you had to do Assassin's... Right, okay, so Assassin's Creed takes place in Nazi Germany, in Nazi time, in World War Two, Would the Nazis be Knights of the Templar? Hitler was a Templar, that's canon. Okay. Okay, so why does that make... How come that makes... Okay, so for me, does that make sense in, like, if the Knights of the Templar are against violence, but one of their members is the man who's killed the most humans in existence? I think, well, it, I think in the law, well, Hitler had one of the apples. In, um, in Black Flag, it's noted, like, the... The Templar Order in that game is comprised of like several central figures, and um, one of them is a slaver, and the the Grand Master is constantly telling him throughout the game to stop it because it's a sick institution. So it's interesting to see that although these people can all claim to be under the one banner of you know the Templar Order, you can still have evil people. Yeah, they still have people with their own agendas. Oh, okay, beliefs. because I guess say like okay, I could get like that but it's just like hitler's like a very evil guy how does an organization that's all about like not being evil by accident like i i i take them as the kind of organization that doesn't know they're evil kind of thing like i think they're very well, they think they're doing well, the, the right idea thing. Is, they think they're doing the right thing but the, like the idea is more so that they don't re the series doesn't really say one's good one's evil it's no. just you know it's just the templars are more but you only play as the assassins that is the so thing that, that kind of makes it, kind of of makes it like well clearly the templar are evil plus the templars have like categorically stated that they want to they they, favor, the they favor order over anything else so yeah their freedom their motto is like it's curtailed is I can't remember the exact thing, but it's their motto. Their motto is basically for the greater good. It's like "Oh Lord, not for us" or something. Yeah, something mm. like that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh well, this so, film doesn't have that. This film has. Well, this film has the Assassin's Creed, the titular Creed. What this uh, what this film doesn't have is like what becomes the greatest scope villain later on in the video game franchise, which is um, the. The, oh, the curses who have uh, survived. The, this is this is how they refer day. to them in the game, Ryan. The ones who came before. Yeah, aliens. They're, they're basically they're just like a higher a- civilization like who live on Earth. Day, yeah, the alien that they created the apple and one of them's called Minerva. That's a real god. Yeah, they were like, gods from like um, Roman and Greek. They're, they're the ones who created the pieces of Eden. Yeah. Hey, here's a question. 
What what state was he in at the start again where he was getting executed? Texas, um, I think. Uh, Do they really execute people for killing pimps, uh, a singular person? Do they put them on death row for killing one person? It might have been a particularly killed... gruesome murder and like they just needed to set he, an example. He, he killed a pimp. Maybe it was a Templar conspiracy. <gasps> Maybe they actually orchestrated it. Yeah, it could be like they were just going to give him jail time, but it's like, no, let's put execute him. Let's put him on death row. Who's Christina Aguilera? She's your... Oh, she's an assassin. She's an assassin. <laughs> are there any famous people that are assassins, though? Um, There were some. Was George Washington an assassin? Uh, he was an ally. I can't remember the exact... Well, they're they're, Tom, they're not all um, in the games. There's just a lot of... Like, Thomas Edison stuff. and Henry Ford were Templars. Like the, when of I course was, they were. <laughs> when I was <laughs> but in... I asked who was an, a famous assassin. Yeah, famous... Was Winston um, Churchill an assassin? Was he, he like, was I'm neither. He was just, I'm an old man. Yeah. I remember, um, because when I was looking up stuff about the apples of Eden, there were like eight of them. Yeah, and then and they had a list of like everyone who had one. And I was like, oh, th- these presidents held them at one point. Do they all this... do different things or do they all do the one thing? Because uh, in this think... movie, it's claimed like it removes free will and we can control. I think the idea is because there are many pieces of Eden that are different things. I think the apples are just the, the same. The apples are pretty much force. like they can do just about anything. The only one that you ever really get to use in a game is is yeah the same one every time. The one Ezio has, yeah. and uh... it let it at the cost of some of his stamina kills people around him. And you can make people, like, do stuff with it. Yeah, I, I think... Eat my dick! <laughs> uh, no, I don't want you! The antagonist... Submit to the apple. <laughs> the antagonist of two, which, fun fact, Ryan, is the Pope at the time. Oh, um, good. Uses the the apple with a staff to, I think, he, like, shoots um, beans. Sorry, I just want to cut in here. Um, The, the Pope at the time was... um Alexander the, the Sixth. Was he a Borgia? Yeah, yeah, Rodrigo which, Borgia. Who, was, who was in, the, in the series, The Borgias, was played by uh, Jeremy Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Borgias fucking crazy. <laughs> the Borgias are basically one of the biggest antagonists of two and. Well, single. that makes sense because they were real life antagonists. Yeah, yeah, I like how the Borgias were basically nasty. the godfathers of Catholicism, like in terms of being like criminal masterminds. Here's, here's what you're talking about, Ryan. Like this, uh, the the Bible, like Christianity being. Yeah. Like, so I was yeah. talking about like what I what I find very interesting is that in the modern day storyline, the the. You're still reminded through sequences like this where she talks about the Bible that the Templar are still a Christian or at least religious organization. Because it's so easy to have them just be this evil, atheistic, scientific organization that's all about like order and control. But with Jeremy Irons' room full of Christian paraphernalia and her being a follower of the Bible and it's kind of like, well, you guys aren't really following the Bible. But like yeah. lots of people who can, like, lots of people who are religious zealots, they can justify things from the Bible because, you know, you could put meaning yeah. into anything yeah, the, the and disregard Templars, other things. The Templars aren't inherently Catholic, but I guess, yeah. In this, they are, at least. I, you know, not just Catholic, just, yeah, Christian in general, because, I don't know, it seems like what Jeremy Irons has stated is they don't care, like, they control, they, they, they've tried to control the people through religion, politics, and consumerism, well, like, they just control whatever. I actually was curious about this, because you did mention it to me last night, that there was a lot of, like, Catholic, uh, Catholic. Or Christian things in this yeah, yeah. film. I went to, because uh, I wanted to brush up on some of the lore for this episode, because I haven't played the games in years. Um, on the main page of the Assassin's Creed wiki for the Assassin's Order and the Templar Order, they're actually, you know how they have, like, the side tab of, like, 
Yeah. And on wiki pages. They actually did have a religion or religions tab thing for them. And I think for the assassins, it was atheist and agnostic. Yeah. But then for Templars, it was like irreligious and diest or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't really know what they mean, but yeah, that's what it said. It's Templars. a whole story to get into yeah, with that. There's but a yeah. lot of expanded lore. So. Yeah. yeah. I like this chick. She was probably one of my favorite characters. The There's chick a... is like, do you want, do you want, do you I recommend. recommend the chicken. I recommend the chicken, and he's like, "I have steak," and she looks disappointed. Look at her body language, like, "Oh, <laughs> oh, look at this guy's body language." He's not having. No, he's, he's just his face, man. The chicken's really good. <laughs> he's like that fucking idiot. He should have ordered well, right, a chicken. You know what the chicken and steak thing is from the games, right? No, I don't. There is none. You know what I do know from the games that I was really disappointed that they didn't do in this movie. Quick time events from Assassin's Creed Two. No. Okay, you're. You really don't want to guess? Like, a proper uh, thing? Like, something that would have been funny to have in this that I knew know is from the games? Is it from the f- just the first game that you I know? think it's in all of the games, isn't it? Oh, is it when you kill someone and they have a confession? No. Okay, so... Michael Fassbender's character jumps off of high buildings a lot and yeah. you never see him land. In hay. I wanted him to land yeah. in hay, and he's yeah. perfectly fine. They but in this movie, they always cut to him already have been on the ground already for a long period of time. Then they saw him jump off towers that are like thousands of feet high, and he just is—you never see him land. Well, they sh- also like if they had him land in hay, they should have just like the the ground be you know covered with soldiers, but no one noticed. Yeah, where yeah. He is. But like, he lands oh, in hay, go? but it's done. You know how the music that you have in these movies when he's jumping are like really intense, like when he lands in hay, it just it ends. Yeah, like and he just and you just hear the hay just gently woof. And you know what this film did when he did do the free falls. Um, when you do the the leap of faiths in the game, they have a whistling play throughout the whole thing until you land. Yeah. yeah. In this game, they only played it like right at the start when you leap, and then it stopped. Yeah. And it like gets more intense the longer the fall is, so that kind of like adds to the adrenaline of it. Mm-hmm. You ever see Michael Fassbender being alone in the high school cafeteria? Oh yeah. He's an attractive man, but creepy as well. Like, he's got a mixture of things going on, but I could see him being that guy that scared people. And Ryan, yeah. what do you think of the black guy? Michael Kenneth Williams? Mm-hmm. Michael K. Williams? Well, I know that actor pretty well. I've seen The Wire, but I know him more so from Boardwalk Empire, where he plays Chalky White, the gangster. Uh, look, his character is a bit confusing to me. Now Luke's giving me some interest in the fact that, like, his character in the Assassin's Creed universe somehow exists or like has his, a his connection. Yeah. But like, he, he's not just something that is yeah. he randomly... A, he has an established ancestor. He has an established thing, unlike yeah. other people. Um, I didn't know if his character was supposed to have some kind of mental problem. Like, I felt like he had, like, the mind of a child. Like, he really came across to me in this film like he had some kind of autism or something like maybe he's got some damage from the animus that's made him like because he's very like very like childlike in this movie and i think i say that because i've seen michael kenneth williams in heaps of things and i would never say he's played friendly very much he's always played intense and an arsehole and in this movie he's very like hey there like when he's with marion courtyard he's like very reserved and he's very like are you gonna let me go like, he says it not like, are you going to let me go, like, a pleading way. He says it like a kid. Like, oh, so like when we're done, Floyd. 
<laughs> yeah, like he's like, oh, so when we're done, you're gonna let me go, yeah? Like I don't know, he really had like a mind of a simpleton for it me. Is I don't possible. know if that communicated to you guys. That the being like, because in the games, uh, I think it was subject. 16 or whatever like well, Clay Clay Kazmarek um, well it's a Polish last name so yeah. it'd be Kaczmarek, Kaczmarek they didn't so pronounce it Polish no they didn't anyway he um he spent a lot of time in the Animus and he was starting to lose his mind so it's totally possible that Michael K. Williams character has been in there too long and gone a bit funny in the head in the but head. did you notice that was that something that when I just said it you're like oh okay like I don't know I, I just I didn't jump to like being on the spectrum uh, but I can definitely I see I just assumed it's because he's been in here too long. <laughs> yeah, but everyone else has been in there and they seem all he's, angry. He's, he's been at assassin camp for too long. This guy here, that that guy, the the one with the beard, mm. I've seen him recently in the TV show Narcos and he plays a very different character there. And uh, I just liked in this movie how angry he was. Like, in the TV show Narcos, he plays a character that's working for the cartel and... and he wants to get out of it, but they won't let him. So he's very stressed, but he's one of those kind of stresses where you can't get angry and you like, can't let go. Yeah. Can't let yourself lose composure. But in this, he's got no composure and I'm just loving it. <laughs> he's just got such an angry face. He's like, oh, here's my favorite bit. Michael Fassbender deciding to give you an opera yeah. performance. And look at his face. Look at that neck. That and off he goes. Is that how the effect works in the game? Where no, you kind it's more of like it's, have things wash over you? Like whoosh. It's more like a blinding you white. D- yeah, a blinding white. Then you're in the white loading room. And then it blinds and you the, white again. Then it cuts to like face. There's like a flash. So this sounds like 10 right. minutes of white. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Pretty that much. long of a loading. 10 uh, minutes of white. That sounds like Black Panther. Also, and also, Ryan, don't forget the, tu- <gasps> oh, don't forget the tutorial messages. Oh, okay. Hey, is there a guy in the game that has a really bad hairline like this guy? Um, I couldn't figure out if the is. evil Pope guy here or whatever he was. Well, a lot, Cardinal. Of, a lot of the figures you see in like the past sequences are real figures, so maybe. But this guy, was he real? Apparently he got a bit hmm. awkward as the game started becoming more modern because there were some not-too-distant relatives that Who were like, uh, could you not like, say... Could you not make them evil or, like, kill Yeah, them could so you not much? say Hitler was a Templar, please? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Hitler appeared as a character in any of the games. No, but oh, someone was like, could you please not say he was a Templar? And you're like, no, I'm going to say he was a Nazi. He's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, someone related to Winston Churchill was like, could you please not have my... You have not have my granddad, or might even maybe my dad be the bad guy. No, great granddad. Great granddad. <laughs> if Michael Fassbender had never heard of the Assassin's Creed games, I doubt that the son or daughter of Winston Churchill, who I doubt, who I doubt is alive, would have. Well, I mean, if they had to put him in Syndicate, I think that was the one he appeared in. Then you know, I don't know what you mean. Like, well, I mean, wouldn't you? Like, if, if a video game that from a series you'd never heard of came out and your dad was a character in it, don't you think word would reach you somehow? Yeah, but Maybe. at the same time, like, if my dad was a huge historical figure that had been in many things, I don't think every single thing that he's been represented in would reach me. But what don't if you, it was an ancestor? But wouldn't you be kind of interested in saying, like, oh, what's my dad, like, been <laughs> hey, what's in? What's my dad, dad been up to? <laughs> no, I would be, but like you know, what I mean by that, like Winston Churchill is one of those iconic figures that's been, you know, represented in many forms of media and representations. I imagine an ancestor of his wouldn't have knowledge of every single one that's coming up. Like, oh yeah, yeah, my my great granddad's going to be in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Can't wait to play him. 
What, you're not going to play as him? Oh, that's shit. I I don't think they'd go as far as be like, oh, I want to play it, but like at least just know of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe. He's a man dressed as a bird. Yeah, was that a Catholic thing? (laughs) Yeah, there was a man dressed as a bird. Assassin's Creed 2, there are a lot of plague doctors you can talk to. For yeah, you buy little... medicine from them. Yeah. But wasn't wasn't the whole thing of wearing masks something like Spanish Inquisition? Um, is this taking place during the Spanish Inquisition? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It the, is? 1500s? Oh, no, it's 14... It's the same time as Ezio. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it'd be about it's the 1490s. 16th century. 1490s. I'm not up to date with my Spanish history, I'm afraid. I know oh, it's 1490s, this film. I the like the fact that, you know, it's okay for the Templar to wear their symbols because if you have an assassin come up to you, you could be like, no, I'm actually either a bikey or a Christian. And then the assassins could be like, oh, okay, but if you're wearing an assassin's symbol, there's no there's yeah, no ifs and or buts about who you yeah. are. Okay. Well, Although the Templar Black cross, flag, he wears always... assassin's robes, and he's not really either. For yeah. most of it. No, but it, but then the if Templar. he got killed for being an assassin, he has no one to blame but himself. Mm, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. So it's like today, if I wore an Assassin's Creed symbol and a Templar tried to kill me, and I couldn't be like, no, I'm not. I'm just Jewish. Like I couldn't say that. But if I, if I was an assassin and I tried to kill a guy with a Templar symbol. They could easily say, look, I'm in a bikey gang or I'm Christian. And you could be like, oh, well, okay, because it's so similar to that kind of imagery. So you could be like, oh, well, here's Birdman. Yeah. <laughs> Birdman, a great film, by the way. With with uh, with Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton and Zach I Michael. thought you were going to say Harvey Birdman, Harvey Attorney Birdman. at Law. One of my favorite Same thing. animated shows ever. <laughs> okay, something's going on. Well, yeah, he's giving him, giving him you know, last rights. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah, that guy doesn't look too happy. He's about to get it. It's okay, confused. he's going to be fine. Hey, Michael Fassman's going to save him, of course. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, too late. So you know how this is said in the Spanish Inquisition? Yes, I do. Guess well, how many comments there were in the YouTube comments that uh, referenced a certain thing. Mm. Was it referencing History of the World Part 1 by Mel Brooks? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't care. Well, let's just say it was somewhat unexpected. Exactly. And there were a few comments oh. exactly like that too, Luke. Oh, great. Nobody so expects it. Someone, someone had to come up the most inventive way yeah. of saying it. I, I didn't include many of them, just one that like sort oh. of referenced it. This guy is saying those damned heretics. Those damned heretics. So, nice with clip. this, Luke and yes. Bartek, you having played the games, mm-hmm. why didn't you go and see this in the cinema? I, I mean, know. we talked about it on the show even in uh, Lakeview Terrace episode. Luke, you said you were excited to go see it, and yet and you didn't. You said we'll do it on the show. I know, and we are. <laughs> and My so only... we saw it. <laughs> no, but like I'm saying, like, why didn't you go see it in the cinema? Like, if you're I... fans of the games, I'm gonna have to. I'll probably have two reasons why. One, it's possible. Like, I'm not saying for sure. It's possible Mike saw it may have dimmed a bit when I read some reviews, perhaps. Secondly, movies are expensive these days. Oh, Luke doesn't have money to go nah, see things. Man. I've got to spend it on my yacht and my private jet. And his blowjobs. Uh, Bartek, what about you? Why didn't you go see this with your mum in the cinema? Yeah, your uh, mum loves Assassin's Creed. Your mum like your mum seems like someone who would like Michael Fassbender. Up as an assassin. I actually don't know. I'll have to ask her what she thinks of him. Um, would it? Would it? Would it? Would it uh, help her if I told you he speaks Polish, which I don't know if he does, but wouldn't it be cool if he did? Well, he doesn't speak it in this film. No, but in general, in real life. I think he speaks like six languages. Yeah, multilingual. <laughs> yeah, but go on. Why didn't you see it? Um, 
look, I, I, similar to Luke, movies are expensive and I don't go to the cinema too much to see things, even if they do kind of interest me. Okay. I usually wait for an opportunity yeah. later down the line. Sorry, Ryan. Yet, we, here we are. Yeah. People th- who do really. shows because, do a podcast because we love movies, yeah. we don't go see movies. <laughs> I do think that, um, because, because, um, yeah. Why am I saying because? That's not the point. We saw, with my mum and my brother, we saw Sands of Time, Prince of Persia Sands of Time in the cinema. Yeah. I think that's the only video game adaptation I've seen in the cinema. Really? Yeah. And I think the draw there was that... I played the game. I played the game, yes, but Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. So and Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Was that the draw for you or for your mum? <laughs> well, I think it might have been the draw for her, but also that was back when we were younger and movies weren't expensive. It was like, oh, let's go see something. It's like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. Yeah. I, I, you know what I loved? If you actually said no, my my young brother, he really <laughs> loves Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I mean... I don't even know if he knows who Jake Gyllenhaal is. Everyone kind of knows Jake Gyllenhaal. He you show a photo of him, you're like, know, oh. My brother doesn't know celebrities. Yeah, but if you show a photo of him and you're like, this is Jake Gyllenhaal, and yeah, you're like, he'll, he'll, he'll be like, oh, that's the guy from I don't trust this. my brother to know Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. I don't right, trust okay, you. Okay, okay. We'll make a bet now. Bartek, and then, as soon as you can after this, show I'll go brother. home and like, hey, you know Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. It's like, no. And like, report back I to specifically us. said you show him a photo and say, yeah. hey, this is Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Do you know him? You gotta and you'll be like, photo. oh yeah, that's the guy from Dunny Darker. Or that's the guy from this. If you can place him at all. That's the guy from Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. That might be the closest we can get. I don't know. Jake John Hall's been in many movies. Okay, oh, so I just want to point that out. This, this guy, this um, random soldier that um, Aguilar pushed yeah. off, he landed in a haystack. Maybe that's the closest they'll get to... Uh, yeah, but he was pushed it. off, so... <laughs> that's <laughs> he why didn't, he didn't. He didn't get the land happily. No, not a happy ending. You can do a leap of faith in one area in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Pretty cool. On on hay? Yeah, uh, bo- uh, like a cube of hay, and you can use that as a box. Substitute. So are you telling me that Metal Gear Solid and Assassin's Creed are in the same universe? They're not in the same universe, but they're... Were... Wouldn't it be great if they were? But Is Hideo Big Boss Ka- an assassin? Or a Hideo boss? Kojima and, uh, you know, people in Ubisoft did collaborate, so there are cross-references. Like in Brotherhood, you can do VR missions, and you can unlock a Raiden skin for Ezio... <laughs> And in Assassin's Creed 4, you can unlock Assassin's robes. And as I said, in Peace Walker, you can get the Assassin's uh, box, which you can actually, like, you know, walk around in your box made of hay and actually stab people and pull them in, which is a thing you can do in Assassin's, uh, Creed. Assassin's Creed, but not so much the moving around. Just the I would love it if Metal Gear Solid actually revealed that the Templar uh, secret organization that uses Metal Gear technology for the Animus... And then you can have it be like, oh my god. Yeah, but you know same what, Ryan, The other day I started playing a game of a Ubisoft game that actually is set in the same universe as Assassin's Creed. And that game's called? Watch Dogs 2. Really? And in Watch Dogs 2, <laughs> there is a Ubisoft office and you can do a mission there. And they have a poster of an Assassin's Creed thing on their wall. And I'm like, oh, this isn't a poster of any of the games I've played. But then when I was looking up the TV tropes page for this movie... It was the poster for this movie. So the game that I started playing two days ago has a poster for this movie in it. Ah. So what you're saying is this movie, which is canon, is referenced in another game. Yeah, that's... But you wouldn't say they're in the same world. Yeah, the main character of the first Watch Dogs actually kills a character that appeared in the fourth game. The president of the Abstergo Entertainment. We didn't even talk about Abstergo Entertainment. 
Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's the video game company that makes Assassin's Creed games in the universe. That's the interesting thing. By about the time, by (laughs) by the time of Black Flag, right? What? Abstergo, the Templars, have using the Animus. They can they can pull memories. It's a subsidiary company. Abstergo. They can take the memories of people they put in the Animus and turn into video. So they have created a new uh, entertainment line where they turn this footage into movies and video games. Wait, are you saying? Fuck te- off! No, it's real. Wait, it you're fucking lying. You're I'm saying lying. in these Assassin Creed games, the evil organization makes Assassin Creed? Yes. The yes, later Assassin's ones, Creed. I think. Yes. You're a fucking lie. I don't believe no, you. No, it happens. Sounds, no. In, in the I think Syndicate and Origins in the, are, exist in the universe. In the fourth no. one. In the fourth one, in the present day, you're playing as like a new employee at Abstergo Industries. Yeah. And in, your, in the office you work in, there on is, the walls, there, there is are There is a posters. poster for the PSP game. Yeah, there are posters for um, Connor Kenway, Aveline, um, Ed oh, Kenway, no. you know. Uh-oh. He's desyncing. Where are the medics? I don't know why he, this happens, but I like the fact that it shows that you can suffer medical risks from the Animus. It looks yeah. like his arm came off for a second. In Watch Dogs 2, there is a mission where you have to leak a trailer for the new Ubisoft game. Yeah, but before you, take but before you start the mission, you hear a conversation between some people at Ubisoft saying, fucking the trailers for Syndicate and Osiris leaked and fucking we're angry. No more. Wait, I'm confused. So are you saying in the Assassin's Creed universe, Ubisoft exists as well? Yes. What? Are you, wait, wait, wait. Let me get this. Mind. Let me get this. Let me get this. In this universe, Ubisoft exists. Okay, okay. So. It's very meta. Is but, this film. But so does the film? <laughs> yeah, no, no, hold and on. And in hold that on. film, the. the, the okay, so exists. let me get this straight. So mm. in the universe of Assassin's Creed, this film exists as a film. <laughs> I guess. In it. If, if we have to take Watchdogs into consideration, then yes. So, how do people in this universe not look at... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So, here's the thing I want to go over. In the universe, the Templar make themselves look evil in their own media and entertainment. No, actually, because in... Um, oh, oh, well, it looks uh, like... Ah, actually, no, I got no, this. Well, actually, gosh. In um, Black Flag, um, you get towards the end of the game, the, your, um, your like, supervisor is like, oh, by the way, the, uh, the trailer for this new um, Pirates movie thing that Abstergo is making has just come out so you can have a look at that and like it's it's been curated so that the assassins look like the bad guys and it's yeah I think in universe the games are not the games that you're playing yeah yeah they've been they've been changed, uh, they've, they've been, been sanitized to make so maybe the film like the is like I don't know like they like um uh, the Pope Borgia guy like you can find like historical artifacts in Black Flag and it's like oh he was a good man he was a pious man he was cruelly murdered and it's complete bullshit yeah hmm <laughs> So it's interesting to see the uh, propaganda machine. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that before you. No, I'm, 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 I'm convinced that yeah, Ubisoft are a bunch of idiots now. I don't, I don't know that the film no, in the universe would have the president of the company that's a subsidiary of the company that made the game be murdered in it. Murdered. By an assassin as By well. By an assassin while he was a Templar at a Templar, like, meeting. I love the fact that at the end of this movie, the Templars are so sure of themselves that they call a giant Templar yeah, meeting in a public location. Discreet. They, they call it, like, at, like what would be the equivalent of us? If, okay, so if, a, if we in Melbourne had the Templar, they're like, oh, we, we, let's call our Templar meeting at the, at the Arts Centre. <laughs> That's what they do in this movie. Make a Facebook yeah. event for it. 
you know, yeah, now, on Twitter. Can I just say one negative? Like, I didn't see this movie in the cinema because I've never really been interested in the games. Why haven't I ever been interested in the games? I don't know. It just never seems like a style of game that it's for me. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of running around doing missions and stabbing and 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 I didn't really seem like I cared for it and then I saw the movie I'm like oh why do I why would I want to see that but there is one thing about this movie that isn't weird negative that's only just for me it's the end and it's a very aesthetic reasoning as to why and I don't know you've mentioned in the game that you escape and you're with assassins in the modern day or whatever I didn't like at the end when you see Michael Fassbender and a bunch of assassins in their full assassins robes standing dramatically on just modern day skyscrapers with the yeah. London eye in the background. It just looked like very tacky. It if was that very was, If that was in-universe and it wasn't the modern day, you could probably justify that with the time skips, but for the real world, yeah. It was kind yeah, of it's like, hey guys, guys, we need to stop. Oh, why? Oh, we need to stand dramatically. No, no, it's stop. not even that, but like the visual thing of, it doesn't look cool when they've got the old-fashioned assassin's robes and look with the blades, and then you have the London eye in the background. You're like, eh, it looks better, like, aesthetically when you do have it I, in historical time pieces, like I the Spanish know, Inquisition, the Renaissance, and I, all that kind of stuff. I don't know about the four games set after the ones that we've played, but in the modern day games that... In the modern day of the games we have played, the assassin characters you meet don't wear the robes. Yeah, because like, that's a dead giveaway for them. <laughs> <laughs> but in their defence... They were the robes that the Templars wore for some reason. Yeah. All the Templars in this movie like, yeah, let's wear assassin robes. Yeah, modern day people, from what I can gather, don't necessarily wear the robes in their day-to-day lives. I kind of felt sorry for Jeremy Irons here. I really do believe that he wants to do good. Mm. Doesn't seem like a guy who wants to do evil. Look at him, he's in a sweater. He's in a sweater with a turtleneck. Yeah, he's a nice old man. He's not like he's going, oh, like this scene here, I don't know, for some reason he's just really childlike to me. Yeah, yeah, Michael K. Williams is back. I like how in lots of movies they have to somehow, lots of movies or TV shows, they have to somehow put in a reason as to why he has a giant facial scar. <laughs> Not in this movie, because you just kind of fill in the blanks. How did he um, get that in real life? Oh, I can't remember. I think he just got slashed across yeah. the face. That's too bad. Living in the hood. I can't remember off the top you of my head. You don't think that, because he's talking to like one of the... Uh, key figures here at Abstergo. You don't think he's just faking being? He might because he's looking at this thing to steal. Yeah, he's keeping his eyes open. But even then, I don't know. He's a nice man. Yeah, yeah until he starts stabbing people. They call him a few names. What was it like? Here they call me Musa. Yeah, but my real name's, name's Baptiste. Baptiste. I'm like, why? Uh, oh, here's the center where all the center. fucked up people go. Presenting. Presenting the mentally deficient. We work in darkness. That guy looks alright. He just yeah. looks like he's having a hard time getting up. He looks a bit like Jeremy Irons' brother. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. Don't you... <laughs> like Luke gave <laughs> up on that. He looks like Putin's yeah, evil twin. Oh. Uh, now, these are iconic weapons of the, the game, yeah? hidden blade, yeah. Which, um... What's the, mo- the best weapon of the game? Um... Oh. in It depends on the game, really. Like, in the first game... You only have sword and hidden blade and throwing knives, but then no the arrows. Game, no, but then in the second game, you know they they expand on like you can buy different swords with different like you know uh, f- effectiveness and stuff like that. There, I do like it on the Assassin's Creed Three. Um, Connor Kenway has a hidden blade, but it can, it's uh, slightly longer, and he can like push a button and turn it into just like a, a dagger in his hand. What, what, one of the one of the gags in the second game, Ryan is. Oh, it has gags. Good. 
Not many, but um, it's got some because in the first game, yeah, the main character does have the ring finger missing and the assassin's blade to use it with. Yeah. In the second game, there is a part where the main character is told like, "Oh, you know, you have to cut your finger off and then get a hidden blade installed." And he's like very reluctant. He's like, "Okay, do it." Then the other character, he like just chops the wooden block. He's like, "Ah, that's old. No, we don't. We we got advanced technology. We can use it normally." Which is interesting because um, in this film, the, the Spanish Inquisition part of this film is set around that time. So I don't know why Aguilar is missing his ring. It might just be because the Italians figured it out. You're wrong. And it was on his right hand in this film too, because they mm. actually say in the trivia. In the other, in the games, on the specifically left hand, because for sword fighting, yeah, yeah because your yeah. dominant hand for sword fighting and all of that. Yeah. One of the other funny gags in two is I mentioned earlier the quick time events. Yeah, very funny. They're, they're not like typical games where they're needed to you know pass. They're more for like comedic stuff. So like one of the earliest ones is Ezio. He's kind of a playboy, the main character. Mm. So he goes into like his girlfriend's house to like you know make out with her and stuff like that and you like strip her with quick time events but if you fail it's not so much that you fail but like different things happen okay. and like the only quick time event I missed in the whole game was the one to pull off her blouse because they don't give you much time damn it Bartek but it was funny because it's like oh okay they make this one the hard one ah. and then later in the game because Leonardo da Vinci is one of his closest friends there was a rumour in the trivia that yeah. they said Leonardo DiCaprio was going to be Leonardo oh, da Vinci no no no, no, no. It was Downey Jr um, oh Robert Downey Jr sorry I just wanted it to be Leonardo DiCaprio playing Leonardo da Vinci but yeah one of the funnier ones that people it's remember is um there's a part where they get reunited and Leonardo da Vinci you know expands his arms to go for a hug and the quick time event is to reciprocate the hug or not <laughs> it's true <laughs> I think I was serious once talking to games. Will and he referenced that and I'm like oh wow serious game. I like how the room is just empty now no the room is covered with birds on the roof because I guess oh. the bird thing is prominent in the games but that doesn't it translate into the, the movie, film the movie never mentions eagle vision but it shows you the eagle flying around. It shows you an eagle. No, prominently throughout the yeah, whole I know, film. I know it does, yeah. But you just set it off in like, yeah, it shows you an eagle. No, 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 it's like very prominently, but they never mention why. I just went, that must eagle, be from the game, yeah? Eagle vision, it's, it's a sort of concept that a lot of games these days now uses like when you activate vision. like your super senses to yeah. like turn the world. Oh, stuff like Batman. Batman is, is, and the Arkham like games and stuff like that so you can see things easier. Um, why I, wouldn't you just have that on all the time? Well, in... That's what in, I said about the Batman games. I in, just Arkham, keep it in Arkham Asylum, there actually wasn't a reason to not have it on at all, but the the art people of the game were really upset because people wouldn't see, like, their... The artistic, artistic genius. Yeah, so it's, the, it's more of an aesthetic, artistic merit to not have it on. But gameplay-wise, you would always have it on. I know in some games it limits certain things. In Assassin's Creed 1, I think you weren't able to move around with it on. Ah, uh, smart. But then in the second game onwards, they Here's an that. interesting thing. Like, um, Cal's father here has just said, the apple contains the genetic code for free will, which is not something that's ever really brought up in the games. I don't I think, think they invented so. it for the movie. Yeah. Which is fine. It, it works as a... Uh, well, you have to explain something, Luke, because yeah. it seems like in the Assassin's Creed games they don't explain too well the. There's a lot pre- of vague. They just want powerful mystery. artifacts to. Do yeah, no, yeah. but like the precursor people, it seems like very vague. Well, in this, Should they we... want to explain things because it's a film. Like in video games, you can get away with leaving things vague because you have gameplay. Mm. Like you know, like games. Not saying that you don't have story-based games, but I'm not thinking Assassin's Creed. When I think Assassin's Creed, I don't think, oh yeah. 
great story-based game. I think combat gameplay yeah. game Definitely game. I merit liking Assassin's Creed 2 the best because of its gameplay improvements over the first one. But story-wise, you know, the games that it's I have added. played... It's added. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a game. I definitely think the Ezio story is really interesting because you're seeing a guy grow up. Yeah, you mm. see him to the end and, of his life, actually. And I don't remember too much of the Black Flag story. I, I mostly remember the pirate gameplay just being really good. Mm. But Luke just said earlier that, you know, he loves the story of that game. Oh, it's because, like, Edward Kenway, like, you see him at the start, he's an incredibly selfish person. He's out to have a good time and make his fortune. But by the end, he's you can tell he's grown up a lot and it's mostly come through losing And I have to replay the game at some point. So, you know, I'll, I'll get to experience that almost, yeah. almost freshly, Ryan. What a fantastic series that has pro- produced a fantastic movie. And now shirtless. And now shirtless Michael Fassbender. And has produced a scene of shirtless Michael Put me Fassbender. In. <laughs> That's what they couldn't do that in the snowman because it'd be too cold. Well, he did get. He did have <laughs> him just in underwear. Close enough. In that you sequence, just you know underwear. Be, you know what I'd like to see um, him For the going fans back in the animus to relive the memories of his ancestor Harry Hole. I would have <laughs> loved it in this movie. They cut to his memory and it's just him on the toilet. Like, and does he does like a real shit in yeah. the animus machine and like oh god we didn't think this through you know since this is probably set in the same universe as watchdogs they could have some edgy hackers hack into the thing and oh like, if you had to do a watchdogs movie that's set in the same universe as this movie who would you cast as your yeah, let's say there's two hackers let's just go to who would you cast as your two edgy hackers? Well, that depends. Are we adapting? Are we adapting the one of first them. game or the second? No, it's going to be like this Assassin's Creed movie, oh, so like where a sequel, it, canon sequel. Yeah, where it's okay. kind of got nothing to do with the existing canon, but kind of does. Yeah. Who would you cast as two edgy hackers? Jude Law and um. Jude Law. Yes. Yeah, Just Jude Law yeah, and no, no. someone else. I'm gonna think of the other person. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford's one the one of, down with the lingo. One of the biggest problems with this the do. first game is that, like, oh, you know, hacking powers. It's probably going to be really cool and stuff. But then the main character was this, like, boring guy Old who's man. getting revenge for his his niece's murder. And he's, like, gruff talking. And he's not having fun in the game. He's, like, very serious going avenging murder. Then the second game was improved because you're playing as young kids in San Francisco okay. powers. So he wants Jude Law and you say Harrison Ford. So Jude Law and Harrison Ford. But my version, I was thinking Chris O'Dowd All right. as the young man. Okay. <laughs> because he was in the IT crowd, guys. Come on. And and, and if you have to have an older gruff guy, well, you already said Harrison well, Ford. It's not If hard. you look at one and two, then they're mutually so The first one you play is old gruff guy. Second game you play is young people. Well, in this... You, you would have it together because he's going to teach the young guy how to do the watchdogs, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the mentor. If I had to choose an older, gruff guy, far out. I mean, you already said Harrison Ford, so it's kind of hard to pick anyone else. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, to be different, Ali Ermi. And be like, do you know how to hack, son? I, just, I wanted to ad lib just. Where are you from, lines. boy? <laughs> Watchdogs, the you movie. Hack like old people, fuck. <laughs> the thing that connects them is, yeah, a character from Assassin's Creed Four gets murdered by the the gruff guy main character in the first game, and in one of the emails you can read in the fourth game, you learn about the citywide operating system. I really like the villain in the Watchdogs movie to be the Rock. <laughs> he's like the rival hacker, and he's like, "You can't out hack me." I wanted to wear really like a good tiny good pair of glasses on his head. No, he wears like really thick glasses, like Jerry Lewis glasses. Yeah. One of the main villains of the first Watch Dogs was this like really.
really old, almost skeletal-looking Irish mobster guy. Oh, I know exactly who you have to cast for that. Yeah. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> have you seen that uh, uh, trailer or poster for that new movie he's in, like, The Commuter or something? Yeah, you know how Liam Neeson's oh got God. all these movies that are just taken on a plane, yeah. taken on a train? It just looks like that. I can't wait for Taken on a Bus. Looks like the most tasteless action <laughs> I No, I know you were listing things there, but Taken on a Train, Taken on a Plane, since it rhymes, I kind of want that to be one movie. Just one? Because those are two actual movies. Because... because taken? It rhymes. It could be like, you know, children's film. Taken on a Plane, Taken on a Train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Liam Take- Neeson? <laughs> but those are two real movies. Like, there's one where it's just basically the film Taken, but it's on a plane, called, was it, Non-Stop... Yeah, and then the newest one, Commuter, where it's just taken but on a train. I can't wait for them to cross over with a snakes universe, where it's like snakes (laughs) on a plane. Taken on a snake. Yeah, yeah, snakes on a taken. (laughs) Snakes are their protagonists. Oh my god, I have a certain set of skills, and they all involve snakes. (laughs) It's like like Snake Guy from the other Ubisoft movie adaptation we've done on this show. That's true, and it's like. I'm sick of these motherfucking skills on this motherfucking plane. He's like, oh, Sam, Jackson, we haven't seen you in a while in our show. And then you hack the plane. Is that what the apple looks like in the game? Yes. Basically. It's a golden, it's like a huge golden snitch with no wings. It usually has lights. And it has cogs in it and shit. Yeah. Okay. It's not an actual apple. It's got his monologue. Why isn't it? Why isn't it an apple? Because someone would have eaten it by now. I don't oh, know. Like, can you imagine, like, if you had... <laughs> like, yeah. but I'll take it first. <laughs> I was looking at the eyes why is oh, it an no. apple? And you're like, in a bit of a contest anyway, why is it an apple? And then just, yeah. <laughs> and then sincere sadness in your voice, I don't know. Because like, it would like, rot, Ryan. It would no, rot Ryan. it's like an apple on also, the outside, but inside it's all... Also, there are, like, eight of them. Yeah? Yeah. And you can have them be Granny Smith Apple. Oh, Pink Lady. Pink Lady Apple. Like, all different flavors. Whatever the red one's called. Jazz. Jazz Apple? Jazz. No, he just likes the genres jazz. jazz. Apple Juice Apple? Yeah, you know. carton of apple juice. Apple Cider. (laughs) There you go. We're listing them all. Golden Delicious. You know, um... um, Golden Delicious, yeah. um, Dried Apple. (laughs) Oh my god, it goes. Aguilar's got the apple. Now, is that supposed to be blood? Um, Because that's why the few times we see blood in this movie. This is a bloodless movie. It's quite bloodless, to be honest. Is there a lot of blood in the game? See, there's not even blood coming out of his... Wouldn't there? It's a game series where you stab people. Is there a lot of blood in the games, Luke? I don't remember. Um, not... No, not like no. Actually, there's barely any to speak of. Oh well, it's perfect adaptation then. Yeah, it's nailed this. Did it have this chick in it? Uh, no. Which is good because I Aguilar and Maria. I didn't play the games first. My brother played them, and then I saw him play them. I'm like, oh, this actually looks interesting. Do you ever get to play as a female? Um, you can yeah. In the um, Vita one and in Syndicate, the whole thing is like, oh, there are two main characters, man and woman. And there's uh, Assassin's Creed Embers action. That's no, that's they, a short plays. film. It's a short film, but it has what? a female assassin in it. I like how is that any of the games? Yeah, a short film. Yeah, that's a short film. <laughs> yeah, Syndicate um, and yeah, uh, the Vita one. Liberation. Liberation. Yeah. I'm liberated by this film's brilliance. Look at this fight sequence. I really Pretty can good. appreciate the fact that the guy's got a man bun when yeah. Michael Fassbender has to attack hipsters. <laughs> they just want to steal his outfit. Are you annoyed that there's well, really... Watch Dogs 2 is basically hipsters. Are you... Yeah. Are you annoyed that there's literally, like, one assassination in this movie? In a movie called Assassin's Creed? Well, earlier in the film, a guy got air assassinated. 
Yeah. Air assassin. That's when you jump off something and land on someone. And you can start oh, okay. So he 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 killed, assassinated two people. Also, yeah. one thing. How does that make you feel in a movie called Assassin's Creed? I think that there should have been more assassinated. And with um, because at the end, Alan Riken, which I swear in the games was Riken, Riken. gets his Riken Morty, yeah. gets Riken. his throat <laughs> slit. But the assassins stab more than they slit. Throats, yeah, yeah, but do. he was at an event, so he had to make it a, a, a real death. Yeah, but like, oh, you can stab him in the back or stab him. No, in the but front did you not see how he stabbed this um the 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 priest guy here in the back in the spine, and then he got up and ran away? I think he's like, no, nah, man, I've got to make it a confirmed kill. Slit a throat, that's going to confirm a kill. I guess, but it just would have been more iconic if they did the kind of thing that they do in the games. You know what would have been cool if he stabbed him and the blade came out of his mouth. Like, he stabbed him from behind in the back of the head and the blade shot out of Jeremy Irons' mouth because he was doing a speech. They should have had a dual assassination. That's where you have the blades in both your hands and you stab two people at once. I'm really upset that this film didn't have fetch quests. <laughs> yeah. To be fair... The yeah, you're games, right. The whole film is a fetch quest. The games for... didn't so much have them. They had, you know, standard collectibles around them. Yeah, like the golden feather things in number two. Little white feathers. White feathers. You had to collect your dead brother's feathers to yes. make your mum come out of being catatonic. What? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, your brother had wings. Collect his <laughs> feathers. In, in, in number two, um, Ezio's family, like several members of his family were the, executed. All the males of his family yeah. except him. And his younger brother was obsessed with collecting these white feathers. He had and a then, funny name, but I can't remember uh, what it was. Feather Boy. It was, it was like Pestuccio or something. Petruccio? Petruccio. Yeah, anyway. I like how that's a weird name. Ezio's mum like goes into a catatonic state of grief and if you get all the feathers she comes out of it. And then and what? gives you a sword and a cape, I think. Yeah. And then she's in the other games. I, yeah. If you didn't wake her up. <laughs> well, the, the thing <laughs> the with synchronization, Ryan, is that you do all the things that your ancestors did. So for full sync, you get synchronization. Oh, oh, is that things. a main quest? It's more like it's a side like, quest. Yeah, but if you don't do it, but if you go, it's like one hundred percent basically. Yeah. So you can't finish the game until... Yeah, you, know, you can finish it, but you can't get 100% completion. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you don't... Wouldn't it be great if... If you I, don't I imagine... move on, then you'll be like, oh, she got over it, I guess. Yeah, and what I'm saying is, I wonder if there is a game series out there that does this, where it reads off your memory card of what you did and didn't do in the well, previous run and transfers this over do to... Do you count Telltale? I haven't played any Telltale, so... But you know what they do, right? I know they're story-based, but I don't know, no. Well, your, your choices affect things that happen in later games. Oh, okay, cool. Or, like, cool. Even, even, like, next season, so, like... Ah, okay. Yeah, I've seen I've seen um, the uh, Let's Plays for the three seasons of The Walking Dead ones, and I can see how they kind of connect. Okay, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, could you imagine that with the Assassin's Creed? It's like, if you assassinate this guy, then, like... You know, this game will have detrimental effects. Like, yeah, Telltale work along those kind of assumptions. Good. With its sequels. Good. I hear the Telltale games do a good Borderlands. I've heard Tales of the Borderlands. Is yeah, Tales of the Borderlands. Because I've that. played Borderlands 1 and I found it incredibly boring. I'm the sorry, people who love. Boring in the first one. I know people love that game, but I just find it gameplay my boring. It's like, just better. kill the same guy with a mask. My best friend and my brother told me that Wolf Among Us is apparently one of their best. Yeah. Ooh, is. Which is a very, like, fairy tale. Have you played it? it it's like modern day and, like, yeah, like, uh, the big bad wolf, like all these fairy tale creatures, are kind of having to make it in the uh, in the modern day. Okay, I think you play as the, the main guy is called Bigby, and he's like 
the big bad wolf from Little Red uh, I get it. So, oh, look. And he's gonna... I like how he God. threw the blade in the water so he wouldn't die. You know that, right? That's yeah. a trick. Mm-hmm. When you jump off, you, you have to the break the water before you land, or else kaboom. So I like how they I, included that. I like, didn't necessarily know it, but it's something that I've thought about. It makes sense. You've thought about it when you're thinking about jumping now, off the bridge. What do we call this pose? It's like a classic warrior pose. It's called the superhero pose, Luke. Yeah. We just went. If we just went through. This. It's yeah. in Deadpool. It's what they do at the beginning of Terminator. Superhero landing. Mm. Like in Deadpool. And Metal Gear Solid. Has it like once Slam. a game? Once a game where you're naked. I and bet this like, water feels good after all that running he did. Nah, it feels like drowning. And drowning's less pleasurable than running. <laughs> you know what? On the topic of jumping into water from heights, when I was playing Watch Dogs 2, it's set in San Francisco, and there was a side mission that took me to the very top of the Golden Gate Bridge. And as you can imagine, I don't... Well, as I can imagine, I'm probably not going to go up there very much. And it's the highest point in the city, so I'm like... Let's jump off of it. Let's just see if, like, he takes damage from landing in the water. Did he? But he didn't. Does he take no fall damage? Well, I mean, if you landed on the ground, yeah, but not the water. Oh, but not the water. Not the water. Well, that's... From the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. I hate when you have a game series where, in the earlier games, you don't take any damage from going into water, and then later you do. The Destroy yeah, Humans but... games, where it's like... You instantly die in the third game from even touching a Assass- water. Yeah, I like body games. That, I like then... games that stop doing that, like Assassin's Creed and Spyro. Yeah, like in Assassin's Creed One, the Animus can't handle swimming. Why? I don't know. It just can't. desynchronizes you. I, yeah. gu- I guess the first guy never went swimming, so it desynchronizes you. He didn't know how. <laughs> Maybe not. And here's he didn't know how yeah. because that's what Christopher Columbus looked like. It's because he had a knife for a finger, maybe. I don't know. No, he had a knife for hands. He had scissors for hands. Oh, oh. look. Wouldn't it be great if he passed him this and said, take it to your grave. Also, don't go to America, you fuck. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no, he's desynced us. Ah! And then when his <laughs> ancestor plays this memory and goes to America, he'll desynchronize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it causes a time paradox, and then the yeah. universe starts to break. And Marion Cote is like, oh, no. I'm not getting born for some reason. Uh. <laughs> I like that Jeremy Irons is you English. You actually do see the main character of two get born. Oh, good. Do you? It's get... the first memory you see of him. Do you get you to hold to him? His limbs. Oh, good. Do well, you, get you don't see hold his... him. You are him. Do you get to see his winky? I think they didn't show us those bastards. Well, I'm not a fan. Boo earns. Boo earns. Now they have to go rob a grave. Well, it's a Templar. They don't care about robbing graves. Oh, assassins have done it too, so... Well, they're all... Yeah, it's all pretty, yeah. What are they? The fucking British? Yeah. Can I say one other f- sort of funny thing that happened in Assassin's Creed 2? Uh, I'll allow it. Basically, so you know how you relive the memories of the ancestors, you follow them around? Yes! There's a part in the game where, I think this was, I guess, the bleeding effect happening, where the main character start remembers something from the memories... Of the first game's protagonist. Okay. And you follow him up to the top of a tower. He meets a woman. It's implied that he has sex with her. Yeah. And he it's like, this is his conception. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. His, 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 no, no, this yeah, is... Don't spoil it, He goes up to there. They have sex. Then he leaves. He's like, why aren't I following the guy? Okay. It's because he impregnated her. So you're actually following that sperm? Boom. Okay. 
That's yum. It, it, yeah, it's a weird thing when you think it's back on revolt it. Time. Who came up with that idea in the in the in the it's... panel of people? I was like, hey, hey, wouldn't what? it be great if we followed the sperm? <laughs> You're right. That is a good idea. The quest is to follow the sperm. Yeah. The quest follow the sperm. Here's an also, interesting all the... part. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the one of the assassins here is um the protagonist of Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh, yeah, I, I did read that. One of these guys. One of yeah. them. I don't Do you know which one? Uh, if I see him, I is it the one with the hood with the beard? Yeah, it's no, the one with the hood. Yeah. No. <laughs> Does he not have a beard? I don't know. I haven't played Unity. Luke, your Unity man. Unity... I know he's got like a purplish hood. Is Unity so also said in France? A Unity, not Uni. I said Unity. Are you sure it's not like you said Uni? I said Unity. Okay, Assassin's how about Creed this? University. Assassin's Creed Uni. TAFE. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I haven't played it. Okay, well, no, so is that it. him? I think it might be. It's that's one of Actually, no, that's Aguilar. No, that's, that's him there. The weird pirate-looking one? Yeah, the pirate-looking motherfucker. Well, I'm glad that they included that nice Easter His egg. name is Arno. Arno Dorian. What, Schwarzenegger? It's Arno. Which is... It is I, Schwarzenegger, Arno. One of Ubisoft's uh, big marketing gimmick things is they call a lot of things iconic. Yeah, they do that. Um, and I remember when Unity was coming out, they were like, pre-order the game, you can get a replica of Arno's iconic, like, a wristwatch or something. Wow. Wow. I remember Ubisoft the... sounds like someone I respect less and less <laughs> as you talk to me <laughs> about like, them. They did the like same thing with um, Gruff Watch Dogs like... Guy's cap. Pre-order this iconic this cap. Iconic uh. cap. If you pre-order, you can get this iconic rip-off. They, they love preempting things becoming iconic. Um, is Ubisoft one of these ones that screws up games with DLCs? They're more DRM. I don't know what that is. Digital rights management. What does that mean? That means, um, it's an anti-piracy measure that doesn't work, but it only serves, and then it only serves to make people that actually bought the game not play the game as well. It's basically a thing that connects to a server and it confirms like yes you are the owner of this game but as you can imagine connecting to a server means that it has to always kind of be online and there are issues with that it's like you you have steam right yeah you have to be logged in and connected to the internet in order to play games yeah that's because of drm if you pirate Ah. the game and just simply straight out own them on your computer you don't have to worry about that oh okay so you have to be online to play Assassin's Creed. Yes, well, some of them. Ubisoft is notorious for being a company that uses it, despite the fact that a couple of years ago they've released a statement acknowledging that it doesn't work. Oh, fuck you then. <laughs> That's how they feel. Yeah. Oh, it's better, it's better than DLC, yeah, at least. Well, yeah. Sometimes. I hate those games where it's like you kind of just don't really get to play it because you still have to buy more of it, and you're like, well, what's the point? They do have DLC in their games, but not too much. Oh my god, his mum's the assassin. Yeah, this is He should play her memories. Oh my god, we should play her memories of him being born. Yeah. Out of her womb. Well, her memories of giving birth to him. Actually, you can. Yeah, but, but you see it from, like... On this animus. There is, there is a On this animus, you see, he sees his fetus running at him. <laughs> there is a childbirth scene in Assassin's Creed 2. That's what I said earlier. Yeah, yeah like, you play as the baby, and it's like, press A to open your eyes. Yeah, the first... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first quick time in the game, moving all your limbs. That's it's, it. That's the first quick time. It's press, really good. Press B to breathe. <laughs> you yeah, basically. Fucking what? Oh, just in time. Yeah, that's that's what you do immediately before you escape the Abstergo. Oh, the womb, I thought. That's, yeah. like, the last thing you do on, like, the table uh, animus. Well... Nothing is true, guys. 
Nothing is true. Where other men, you know, whatever the saying goes. Everything, everything is permitted. Why? Do you want me to explain it for you? Is nah, I, I think I can cool. gather it. Okay. You know, when you're when you're needing a permit from your local council, you can get it on anything you want. Yeah, you the assassins are your local but council. You know, you if you're walking Ryan, one day and you... Are you saying that this is the truth? Yeah, it's the truth. Okay. But nothing is true. Just to be safe, I brought in an explanation for it in case anyone was confused. I'm not wanting to know. I think I'm Assassin Creed mythology out. Because there was a Are part... You sure? you like to... Would you like to know more? No, <laughs> please. Look at the database entry for nothing is true, everything is permitted. Nah. Because there's a part in the... What's the worst Assassin's Creed game? Uh, Revelations. Which is... No, no, Unity. 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 Uh, the French Revelation. Well, one. the ones that we've played, you mean? Because we haven't. Played I don't any. know. Generally, I, I haven't played any, so I can give you my opinion that I didn't that care ass. for number one very much. Not a lot of people care for number one. So is that the worst? I don't know. I, Revelations, I feel like could have been better. There's some interesting. It shit. just felt like they weren't improving as much as the previous games improved. Callum just got himself a hand on Connor's bow and arrows. Even oh, though, no. even though the explanation that I was going to give you is from Revelations, because there's a part in the game where Ezio meets a normie, just a citizen, <laughs> and tells him about nothing is true, everything's permitted. Like, oh, that sounds kind of cynical, and then he explains what it means. In case you're an idiot. Yeah, like her, who he I ends liked, up marrying. I liked uh, the fact that Michael Fassbender grabs out a bow and arrow. You shoots one, and then has to beat yeah. them with the with the bow. He like, could have like, shot at least two of them, right? Before they got No, no, you're wrong. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, there he goes. He shoots two okay, more. Okay, there you go. He's right. doing two people. Now he's just stabbing them with the arrows in his hand. Yeah, it's a good thing they kept these weapons in good condition. Well, you know, they're, they're an organization that really cares about History. artifacts. Yeah. I loved this film. I liked the cinematography, the art style. You know, I really like the architecture of the uh, Templar's base, how they have a mixture of the old with the new. Like, it has the sleek, scientific look of the, you know, modern-day kind of facilities, but it's built in this kind of old-fashioned yeah. architecture. The, the one in, kind of like um, a mixture of they themselves are still very strongly attached to the past, but they are also with the times. Yeah, the one in Assassin's Creed 1... Obsergo Industries is a lot more corporate and mm. a lot more white walls and stuff like that. I mean, this has its facilities like yeah. that, though. Yeah, but like you said, this one has, like, the older architecture yeah, this and the darker room rooms. Mmm. Mmm. Look at him climb. Do you think he's going to get to the helicopter in time, guys? Oh. Come on, Michael K. Help him. Yeah, use hey, your Get powers. to the chopper, as Arno said. It'd be funny if... Did he say that one of the games? Michael K. Did you say that in one of the games? Well, he's from Unity, which we haven't played, so I don't, I don't think so. Oh, there he goes. Uh, <laughs> I'm no. being smart. Sorry about it. I'm being serious. I'm being serial. And the Templars oh, fly so away in their helicopter. And Mary Coltyard's kind of like, I'm sad. Okay, can I ask you boys a question? At you the can. end of sure. the film, Marion Coltyard allows her father to be assassinated. Kind of. She kind of gives you this. Oh, I can't. And then Michael Fassbender's like, oh, I'll do something then, and he kills kills him. Mm-hmm. And she, at the end of the movie, is like crying, and is over his dead body, yeah. and she's kind of like, get them, make sure you take him alive. Do you think she's being genuine? Like, do you think they're setting her up to be a villainess, or do you think she's saying that because she's in the presence of the Templar? Do we have That's to answer the question? question? Yes. Okay. I don't know. Um... I don't know. Uh, no, hold on. Uh... 
I, I feel like there is a genuinity there. So you think she's upset because her dad's died, so she's like, get him. I think so. Ah, so in your brain a little bit, in your brain she's kind of turning into the next villain. I don't know if she'd be turning into film. the next villain. I think she might need to go through an arc to get her feelings sorted, and then maybe she'll be, you know, good goody. Okay, what about you, Luke? What did you think at the end when, when Jeremy Irons bites the dust and that's her reaction? Do you think she was being genuine? Like, oh, get him, I hate him, blah, he killed my dad. Or do you think it was because she was in the mm. overwhelming presence of the, her superior Templars? Well, it's, it's hard to say because we don't really see um, her and uh, their, the father-daughter dynamic here, really. Are you from, sure? Well, we do, but not enough for me to be to answer that question, really. I'm going to say that she does want to get revenge because, like, you know, the guy killed her father. Mm. But, um, but, yeah. She but again, you have to remember, of... she let him do if, that. Yeah, if, if there was a sequel to she, this, yeah. I could totally see Oh, her they're playing like, a trilogy, Luke. Oh, well, so then I'd totally see her being, like, less sure about it later on. But see, that's why I'm a bit confused because there's this thing of she knew that was going to happen. She let him go do that. Yeah. Like, she literally said, all I have to do is scream. Yeah, and she didn't do that. So I personally felt like she was being, like, on show for the Templar because she looks up and she sees the head of the Templar, that woman that you just saw looking at her, and that was her response. Throughout the whole entire movie, Jeremy Irons is like, you've always been a scientist first and a Templar second. I feel like she's never actually been a real Templar follower. I feel like she's just a scientist. So in that moment, I felt like she's just playing up this fact of, yeah, get him. No, it's kind of like, if they do a sequel to this, which I hope they do, I hope that she, she kind of, in the sequel plays that kind of, I'm playing the villain, but I'm actually a good guy. You said I'm playing the villain sort of like uh, Christopher Walken. Oh. Playing the villain. I... Christopher Walken to be an assassin or a Templar? He'll be Christopher Walken. He's one of those neutral <laughs> characters. He'll be Winston Churchill. Hey, find him on the beaches. Yo, daddy. And he doesn't have any makeup. He doesn't. He's just wearing his normal clothes. He's not even smoking a cigar or anything that you associate with Winston Churchill. I feel like if he was a Templar, he'd be, you know, one of the mid-ranking ones. But if he was an assassin, he'd be, like, mental level. He would be the general, like, leader of the time period you're in. No, General Lee was a Templar, right? No, General Leader. Oh, General Leader. Like, he would be, like, the head of the assassins in the time period you're visiting. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he'll be like, hey, yo, it's me. And you're like, whoa. Now, remember, nothing is true. Whoa. Everything's oh. permitted, including this <laughs> voucher for Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> like, <laughs> handsome. To say that nothing is true is to realize the foundation of society. Is- I like yours. Sounds a little bit like you're a dream. It's slipping through. <laughs> I know. I was trying to sneak in the quote I Oh, oh, you could read it as Orson Welles who wishes he made this film. <laughs> he does? How'd you know? Orson Welles wishes Wait, he made like every film. <laughs> he, Orson Welles was a huge fan of this. That's why He's he... He's a huge fan of films. That's why he did the voice of, you know, Optimus Prime. No, not Optimus. Unicron, wasn't it? Unicron. Uh, yeah. he I, wishes. Don't, I don't know, Transformers. Peter Cullen was the voice of uh, I don't care about Transformers. Me neither. I love I just happen to know that. He plays Unicron, his last film role, and he said in that movie, he said, oh boy, I wish I would be in uh, Assassin's Creed Mark Fassman. Didn't he say, like, oh, I played some giant toy or something? I don't know. He had no idea what the <laughs> Transformers things was, but he played it sincerely, still. Yeah. It's, like it's his last Fassbender. movie. Isn't that great? Citizen, the make of Citizen Kane, last thing he did was Transformers the movie. <laughs> and, no, the last thing he did was Wish He Made... Transformers. Can you imagine if the last thing Patrick Stewart did was the Emoji movie? 
Don't say that. Well, what, you showed me that... What was it? Toasted or something? Where they were talking about Toasted the TV. Wayne's film. And oh, Fifty Shades of Black. Florence and they're like, Henderson? Flor- they make a joke in, in this review I watched about... Wouldn't it be terrible if Florence Hedison's last film was Fifty Shades of Black? And it was! Mm. She did die. Because that was 2016, yeah. When everyone died. Yep. It's like, wouldn't it be sad if Prince died? They also did that. When David Bowie died, they said, oh, God, who's next? Prince? And then Prince died. So, um, they killed Prince. Prince Sorry, Bartek's mum, who loves Prince. Prince died, mum cried. She did. Prince died, I don't proud. know that. She, well, she must have. Anyway. She must have. Your mum's a huge fan of Prince. Yeah. That's all I pretty much know. Then your mum's a nice Polish lady, but she's a fucking huge fan of Prince. <laughs> she had a cat once named Prince. She likes Bollywood and Prince. Yep. Now, if they combined the two things, if there was a Bollywood biofilm about Prince... Time's up, world. Yeah. Who would you cast as an Indian actor to play Prince? The guy who played Divya Narendra in The Social Network. Okay. Yeah. You remember a lot more about the social network than I do, my friend. Oh, I love this. Well, um, I use the social network every day. Uh, I have several platforms. You can find Spin Polish on the social network known as Facebook. Great time uh, to subscribe. Time to you, you, we have a YouTube. You can subscribe to that too, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. Let's make an Instagram where I do nothing. Like we just post nothing on there, but you follow it, and that's actually where we get the most things. We should make a Twitter, and I'll run it. Yeah, if only that was a thing that we had where I had to ask Bartek each time to do a tweet and he did three tweets and he was like, it's hard. And I'm like, it is hard. Yeah. And then it got easier and I said, yes, now it'll be easier. And I didn't do it. And then he still <laughs> didn't do it. Yeah. And it didn't annoy me at all. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we just said is true, by the way. Ryan's not annoyed. Yeah, Yay. not at all bitter. This scene here, where he's looking at it like yum yum, and she's looking at him like yuck yuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be my favorite quote of the year so far. What? <laughs> yum yum, and she said yuck yuck. Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> Irons giving his valedictorian speech. He really is. I love the fact that they well, organize this at a public venue. Well, when you pick a valedictorian, it's like at the end of something, like end of the school time. End hey, of he just said the Assassin's Creed. This and and they all of, clapped. End of his life. They all clapped. They're like, I, I know. That's a thing I know. <laughs> hey, it's the thing. I celebrate it for being different. <laughs> it's the apple of Eden. One of them. Yes, well, in this film, they haven't established Bartek. there's more than one. Whoa, 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 yeah, Bartek, no. you saying there's more than one apple of Eden? There's like eight. Well, is it eight? I think you, so. That's never come up before. They, Not in this episode. They, it's because the way they establish it is in those really weird conspiracy puzzles. And Why eight? Eight's some or eight that we know of, I think, is the thing. Luke's saying eight symbolic of what? No, I was going to say eight's a magic number, but it's seven that's a magic it's number. Seven would make more sense for the... Sins of man, or if they did like ten for the commandments well, or I something, think, right? I think there was seven, but then this film has the eighth one here. Oh, is that I it? I don't know if because when I, I was looking know. at the list of them, there's like the first one, the second one, blah blah blah, eighth, uh, the seventh well, one, the and then there's stones? and then there's Argilla's one, Aguilar, Aguilar, oh, it's Shakira, shit. the uh, seventh one. Yeah, is look, that's barely any blood. That's really bad. what blood. Oh, I'd also <laughs> like to point out these guys are like the mortal enemies of the Assassin's Creed Order. Look at him run. 
Well, <laughs> they just saw someone get killed. Well, Do you want to stand around? I don't think oh. they're the action-oriented ones. Well, that's I was sad. looking in the crowd shot. There was like a pudgy woman at one point. I don't think she's killed anyone. <laughs> you saying pudgy oh people God. can't fight? I'm saying one pudgy people can be assassins or down. Templars, but they might not necessarily be. You know what she is? She's just a cake lady. A uh, cake lady? She's, Why uh, is she wearing the robes? At the venue. Yeah. She just works at the venue. Like, you know, there must be people working at this venue. Like, nah, but you gotta wear the robe, though. Okay. You can't just be wearing one of those, like, lanyards that says stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Did Marion Cotillard's character know that um, Callum was going to kill her dad? Yes. <laughs> Yes, we, she did. 100%. And now she's like, I did this. Because throughout the whole movie, she's always saying shit like that. Like, this is me. I did this. Look at him in the background. Oh, uh, what should I no, do? No, I'm talking about the guy waving his arms. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Get, look at him. Go get this way. Here. Go this get way. Someone's here. been dead. Go this just way. Leave. Nothing look. to see here. Someone's been dead. Good and look, man. look. Lynch, I want for me. That's such a weird sentence. It is. She's English is her second language. She, or not even that. She could be like hey, English is her fourth language. Hey guys, are we alone. excited for like the last twenty minutes of the film? I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Like I, I can't tell. Like because again, look, they're there and they're like, okay. Oh, is this their glory? Yeah, that's their motto. I think that it? we must give glory. It's not the for us, but f- yeah, it's all about glory. for the greater plan. Yeah, I can't tell if she's being sincerely traumatized. She's like, I'm now evil. If she's kind of like, I'm playing this. I kind of like that. It's called acting. It's ambiguous. Look at his acting. That's his face. That the whole movie yeah, is kind of like. Did I just do a fart? Ooh. Some emoting there. Do you reckon he'll make it to the end of the trilogy? If, he'll be the if hidden, they do release the, the full trilogy. He's actually the secret place. undercover assassin that's been infiltrating the Templars okay. the whole time. Do they have that in storylines? Oh yeah, they have uh, secret assassins, uh, Templars, and they have the same for the Templars that are secretly being assassins. I don't know about that. I assume at some point they must. Have. They can't. Oh well, I mean. Uh... In Black Flag, after you kill the guy who was going rogue, you go through, like, his defection thing to find out some information. Yeah, okay. Like, hey, you, thank you for leaving them and joining yeah, us. And really he's awful. like, yeah, I totally want to be here. <laughs> That's what he's saying. I have not come to no, disappoint. That's what he's saying. Now, this is a great final shot. Even though I complained before, look at this. Mm, you change your mind. Pretty, pretty. Well, yeah. Once you see it again, yeah, you actually mean. have to change your mind. And stuff like this here, where he looks at the camera directly, first time, fourth wall break, and oh, here's the here's the eagle, you gotta end or, the or whatever, is gonna land on his did arm. Know, did you know that that eagle has vision? Uh, most do. And then look, he's holding the apple and looks at the bird in the distance. And and, and is he gonna do it? Is he gonna jump? Is he gonna do? Oh my god! There he. Oh, Sopranos ending. Fade to black. You don't know what happened. Don't stop. He, believe. <laughs> I will say that his pose was pretty spot on for that because they don't necessarily like jump they sort of like put their arms out and put fall. their arms well, out sort of jump and it, go and in the you... um the last time he went to the animus you know when they rescued the uh prince's son or whatever but they dropped the smoke grenades and then they went down yeah and i don't know if you guys noticed but they were both standing um above different holes in the roof and they both just like synchronized went <laughs> their arms out i didn't sides. notice that actually A different type of synchronization yeah yeah, yeah. so it was really good the film has 20 more minutes left of credits oh my God. which is uh, again true adaptation i hear because yes. ubisoft and known for having extremely long credits. Because Ubisoft likes to put in the localization credits of every single version of the game. Oh, they, it's like they hate you. Including voice actors, even though there's only like three voice options max <laughs> in like the Western release for us. Wow. It's like they hate you. Yep. It's like they like... Oh, who did the promotions in Poland? 
You could tell us, Bartek. Uh, let's just watch the Ubisoft credits and find which Does, part uh, of the Wouldn't it be great if the... the credits for this one did that? Like, I didn't sit down and watch every minute of the 20 minutes of credits. Well, we're going to do it now. Okay, guys. We're going to sit here silently and watch. <laughs> Music. All right. This is typical. This is typical. Costume. Sammy. Good job. Okay. Well, there can't be, like, multiple localizations for costumes. So that makes sense. Just the one. Just the one. Is cool, it Jed cool. or Jed? That's that's Getty Up. Okay. I'd say Ged because Jed is Gina. Gina, Gina with a J. Well, you can't look. You can't localize J's. that. So Gina. You don't know that. You don't know that. A... Michael. Oh, it's like oh. Well, who, he could. Who, he could. Who played Argilla in the Polish? Who played Aguilar in the Polish version of Bartek. Oh, it was yeah, me. Thank you. Yeah. Marion Cotillard played it in both the English and French. Okay. Jeremy. Yep. Jeremy. He played it in the English, but you know who played in the in the German version? Christoph Waltz. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Brendan, well, he played it in the uh, Gaelic version and the English version. Yeah. Charlotte Rampling. Good job. Good job. She played in every version. She's she's great. Right. Has there been anyone that's only played in one, then? Michael Kay, he's only been in the American version. Okay, in the British enough. version, they got Idris. What about, for, <laughs> what about for the African version? Oh, they got some African guy. They got the guy from... Uh, the Somalian guy from Captain Phillips. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Look yeah. at me. I'm the assassin now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I am subject now. Yeah, oh, Khalid, yeah, good job, man. He played it in all versions, too. Except the Emirates one, weirdly enough. Essie Davis, she played in the Australian version, which we watched. <laughs> in the, in the other ones, they got, like, the chick. In the British one, they got the main chick from Call the Midwife. And then the American one, they got Nurse Jackie from the TV show Nurse Jackie, who's also Call on Vic. Sopranos. Good job. Javier, he played it was in the American one, was played by Javier Bardem. Good job. Good job. I loved it. Ubisoft, you know who they had it in the French one? Ubisoft. Okay, nice. But it's pronounced differently. Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah. Montreal. Kennedy, as in like John F. Good job. Good he job. Was nice, nice, he's, nice. He was one of the factions, I remember. He but, had an apple at some point. Oh, like was yeah. he evil? He, I can't remember if he was assassin or Templar, but he held the apple at one point. Who did? John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And, and that's why too. he was... Un- actually, you know how he was assassinated oh, you, you know and there's yeah. supposed to be a second gunman or whatever? Yeah. There was actually an illusion created using... Oh, yeah, wasn't Lee Harvey Oswald also one of them? Um, what, a Templar? One of the factions? Ah. Um, I assume the opposite of... Unless it was like a stage I'm thing. glad that the... I hope the surviving Kennedys found this tasteful. Mm-hmm. Jackie. It's not like they've survived. Uh, there's others, isn't there? The kids. Probably, yeah. The, he had kids. What if it was their idea? Hey, could you make my dad a Templar? <laughs> no, we're going to make him hold an apple. All right. <laughs> I knew the guy. He was a Templar. <laughs> I think he held the one that... I can't What, that, that I can't makes him that. have when, a um, stammer? <laughs> hey, Bartek, did, um, I know you didn't play Syndicate, but um, did you read anything about the Jack the Ripper DLC? No. Well, was Jack it, was a. It was, oh, it was, no, yeah, actually, he was like, and, yeah. and um. Of course, he was. What, what was the name of the male protagonist in Syndicate? Uh, Jacob. Yeah, he he found Jack as a child and raised him up, and then something happened. Okay. It, and it's just, it's actually really fucking good. You know, okay. what's really fucking good. This movie, which I'm gonna give a review and rating of right now. All right. You know, the film Assassin's Creed, the year 2016. Why was it so failed and flawed as a film for the general masses? You know why? Because this was the film that proved that you could do a video game movie. And people just couldn't handle that. You know, we've done the previous three on the uh, on the show. But they were flawed. And I could see, like, there's still a movie out there yet to be made at the period of times those ones were that could prove that, yes, you can. And guess what? Here it is. 
this is the film. This was the one many people, including like Luke and Bartek and myself, were saying, hey, this 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 looks like it's going to be the one to crack it. This is looking like it will be the one yeah. to finally be. Listen to Lakeview Terrace. That's when we said it. That episode, that, that, that film. And it is. Bravo. Bravo, Michael. Bravo, bra- bravo, Marion. You know, like all of you guys bra, do. Bra, bravo, bra, bra, bravo. To Bartek rapping, bravo. Well, you did it first, so I just, you know. Bra, 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 bravo. You know, good job, good job, everyone involved. You know, I liked this film. It was very interesting not having really played the games. I really liked the fact that the things it brought over from the games were the lofty ambitions of the games because it is lofty ambitions oh. of this two storylines, you know, one of the present one in the past being told in sync with one another wrapping up a certain theme of morality and also just a sci-fi concept of a machine reading your memories of your relatives and they're using that to track down an item and all of that kind of stuff lofty sci-fi ambitions from the game that has been translated into the film while still being a fun film also vets on wheels mike pike Okay, I thought you were looking at Vets on Wheels was a service they needed, but no. Hey, there's another this... Fezbender. Stunt department assistant, Johannes Fezbender. Maybe that's his bro. Mm. You know, so this is a fantastic film. I recommend seeing it. If I had to give this film a rating, which I do, I have to just give it this. Best out of video game movies. Uh, Damn. Bartek, let's sling it over to you. I loved this movie. And I, you know, obviously I have the benefit over yourself, Ryan, of knowing more about the series, um, because I did this thing called Played the Games. Um, Teach me a lesson. No, 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 certainly not criticising you, I'm just saying that, you know, I had more information going in than I usually do when we do this show. Um, And I thought they did a great job. It felt like it is of the series. Like a, and like a lot of these video game adaptations, they're always like remakes or adaptations or reimaginings, but this one is actually like canon to the expanded universe. I Even though you made the joke earlier, this kind of is the rogue one of the series. A war movie. Yeah. Even though, fun fact, the game set after the ones that Luke and I stopped at is called Rogues. Rogue. Yeah. Well, isn't it Rogues? No, Rogue. Okay, it's Rogue. Um, And I do think that part of the reason why this film failed is that the general masses said, oh, a video game film is coming out. We all know how those are. And they walked in already knowing what they thought about it. Um, Yeah, prejudice. And it certainly didn't help that when the trailers came out, people were not happy with the song choices for the trailers. Like, the first one had a Kanye West song, which everyone said didn't fit. And I don't know what they had for the second one, but it wasn't Kanye West, but I think people were still not very happy with it. It's a film that just had all the odds stacked against it because of a lot of films that came before it that were considered bad, even though, honestly, they're all unappreciated masterpieces, I would think. Yeah. Um... And yet, despite that, it had the heart there. It had elements from the games, even though it is a canonical entry that does its own thing. Like, most of it is set in in an Abstergo facility. They've got a bunch of the elements that are prevalent throughout the whole series, such as the Leap of Faith, the, the Arm Blades, 
Um, not as much sword play, but no. they've certainly got the parkour. It even has sort of the look of some of the games. Uh, some of the games are set in more, I guess, sandy regions. Or not really. Dusty. Dusty, yeah. Dusty is a good word. Um, and that was certainly a criticism of Revelations, because after two games of playing as our Italian hero in Renaissance Italy with beautiful buildings, we suddenly have gone to uh, Constantinople, modern-day Istanbul, but past it was called Constantinople, and it was all you know, dusty, sandy, not as pretty. <sighs> Racists. Not as, not, as, not as good. And then after that, you know, tall buildings, great, awesome, and they made a game set in the colonization period which didn't have as many tall buildings and criticisms were leveled there it's a series that has had its ups and downs and i'm just happy that even though people think this film is another down it is actually an up yeah and ryan says that some character in this film might be on the spectrum which yeah I was going to make a Downs joke, but then I, you know... Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. I gave up on that. It's good that you mentioned that you were going to do it, but then you decided yeah, not to, because then, then it puts the blame but then everyone's for like, something oh, no one was going to mention. But then everyone would be like, why did you mention Ryan thought someone was on the spectrum in your <laughs> review? That was a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, no, that's true. So I just had to come clean. Just oh, like, I just thought you were just saying, bravo for Ryan for being inclusive of people on the spectrum. That's what I thought you were going to say. Bravo to this film... <laughs> for doing all the great things. And if I have to give this film a rating, I have to give it a you be great. Out of soft. <laughs> Out of soft, which is over 100%. Luke, let's hear from you, big boy. Okay. Big boy Luke, on the mic. Bra ba 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 But he has glasses, yeah. he's a dork. Oh, sorry. Loser. Right, well, well, I'm going to drop some truths then. <laughs> all right. Um, we said loser, not... <laughs> Not, you said dog. Not, not the loser. Matt Groening character. Okay, I'm going to give you my opinion. Um, video game movies are hard to do. Mostly they're not done well at all. And this one is an exception, I'm happy to say. Because yes. um, yes. I, I, like your stuff like, say, Doom, which I believe you guys reviewed, that one's a first-person shooter. Yep. Kind of harder to get that one right. Um, but, but they this, did. They yeah, nailed it. Good job, guys. Doom crew! All the same, Assassin's Creed mostly like concerns itself with like you know, the rich tapestry of history, like all these different locales, these oh, events yeah. throughout yeah. history. Yeah, I was going to mention earlier, but I think I was interrupted or something. Like you're oh, interrupting you me. I know, but this is just a quick thing. All the all the Assassin's Creed game starts with the like disclaimer message. This game was made by uh, people from all sorts of cultures. Yeah, and, like showing just to off make how sure. Yeah, I mean, we had a guy on the spectrum work on this, so yeah. <laughs> there you go. This movie um, didn't have it, but the credits certainly are showing us. At that. any rate. I think they did a good job here. Like there was, I definitely think some things could be more fleshed out. Like uh, Michael K. Williams' character, maybe, maybe we could have had a few more cafeteria scenes at Assassin's yeah. High School. And they say, and the doctor, you know, Marion Cotard walks by and goes, "You know that guy, autistic," and then keeps walking. And then, and then, but he chose- and then, and then Michael K. looks at the camera and goes, "Now you have an answer, Ryan." And then we go back to the film. Go no, then it goes back I- to him, and he's like, "But I got the chicken." Also, I think um. It- we we were somewhat hampered by the fact we only switched between two real environments. Like we had very dirty, dusty uh, Spanish Inquisition era and, uh, Spain, and the, the cold, sterile Abstergo facility. Um, that, that like I, I like to see a bit more in terms of variation, but I understand they had to work with what they uh, got, man. Yeah, well, like you know, he was being kept in a secret lab to exactly to get stuck in a crane. It's all in Spain, um, I think Michael Fassbender did well with this one. Uh, it's 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 pretty big shoes to step into because like not all Assassin's Creed game protagonists have been well received. 
Yeah, and he had never he yeah. had never even heard of the games before yeah, Ubisoft so, said you're in it. Yeah, so he had to. It's because his relative hasn't been in the them. ground running. So um, yeah, I think everyone in, I think everyone in this film was pretty good. Like Jeremy Irons is always a great person to see. Marion, Michael, Michael. We got two Michaels. Yeah, we did. Brendan. We should so, do a Michael count for the whole credits. Essie. I also like the fact that the song list in this movie is only four songs long. We only needed four, man. Yeah, we only needed four. And, it's quite um, a score. So anyway, I'll just wrap it up by saying uh, definitely things that could have been improved, but overall a great uh, attempt here by Mr. Kurzel and everyone else involved. So I'd give it a... Ooh, what would I give it? I'd give it an S out of Assassins. Okay. I literally thought his review was gonna, his rating was gonna be, what should I give it a ooh out of? <laughs> <laughs> so does wait? Did Luke just give a movie the rating of S out of I assassins, did, which is pretty good, but <laughs> which is you know. pretty dank because yeah. assassins has multiple asses. And we've hit the end of the credits. What happened mm. to the what happened to the second A? I don't know, man. Because then that's just a quadruple S. I Bartek. Yes. You know what's more important? Your YouTube comments that you've collected from YouTube. Mm-hmm. I imagine they all had tasteful things to say. Ryan, tasteful and tasty. Also, could you give me half of that donut you just grabbed? Oh, wow. Yeah, right. I brought some donuts today, so that's fine. The making? Wait, oh, look! Wait, are the credits over? Oh, they're they're still going! This is pretty cool, though. But this is like a post-credits, like... Yeah, they're letting you know, look, supported over 15,000 jobs. There you go, man. See, you got the little thing of them saying we did good. Oh. Yeah. The little thing of them saying we are good boys right. and oh, girls. They put it just at the and, end instead of the beginning. Time for some yeah, because comments. you don't want to see your Assassin's Creed movie and you're like, yeah, we have people that worked on this. Here's the movie now. No, you see that at the end. Again, difference between a film adaptation and the game. Yeah, not so much a disclaimer. Okay, so what did your lovely YouTubians have to say on the trailer? Well, the first. Yes, the trailer. Uh, the first comment has two responses, and it is very basic, but very good. I think I'm gonna like this. Good! And the first response was, yep. And the second response was, totally yes. Good! I, I, there's right a, I like some... that. I like the Discord in this group. Yeah, some optimism. There was one that guy that just was like, yep. yep. Totally was not, yes. Yeah, the totally yes guy didn't use any capitalization at all. Um, but the yes guy did capitalise the yes, so it balances out. Okay, good. <clears throat> the next comment is, we'll never know how much money they lost because of their music choice. Which This is the Kanye West trailer. Uh, and the response is, I'm sure they would loose a hole, the hole is in like the thing <laughs> in the ground, lot more money if you produce the music. <laughs> 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 yeah, butthead. Fuck you. <laughs> How many exclamation marks were there on the on the end of that? I'm afraid there was only a full stop. Oh, and and it was Kanye West who wrote that. Uh, <laughs> the U yeah, was in all caps though. Good on you, Kanye. They, they misspelled lose and hole. But no, they spelled it gangster no, 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 like no. Kanye. They would loose a hole. No, yeah. hole was a reference <laughs> a to Snowman, lose. which Michael Fassbender was in. <laughs> Go oh, on, Bardak. I, I like that one. Why the next comment? Why did they not start with Altair? And the response, My cousin says, Ubisoft doesn't want to make things to be exactly like the game, and yeah, I do expect Altair too, but what we got is Magneto. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Magneto the Exorcist. <laughs> and it was Ian McKellen. <laughs> well, my favorite part Ian of that McKellen comment is that he starts with yeah. my cousin. My cousin says. Who is Michael Fassbender? <laughs> my cousin at Ubisoft. <laughs> the next comment is, This film was a 6 out of 10, my friend told me. Oh. I, I watched it with him. Oh, he, nice. he is a real Assassin's Creed fan, but this movie was a lot worse than his expectations. Oh. Save your money and watch anime instead. <laughs> Don't wow. do Assassin's Creed, kids. Do anime. And the, and the response is, save money? I've been watching movies for free for years. Lol, colon, P, shh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Luke, Luke, I've been watching movies for years, for free. For years. I don't for free wanna, for I, years. I'm not a brag, but I've been I've been watching movies for a long time, guys. Believe it or not, I have eyes. I'm something of an expert in this phenomenon. Go on, Bazik. Next comment. I mean, this doesn't look like the. Oh, I love this comment. Here's a question, guys. What does this person think of this film? I reckon they love it. I mean. This doesn't look like the worst movie in the world, nor the best. It looks alright. The fact that they have Michael Fassbender in it makes it look good. I understood what they meant by that. Look, I, I understood that. <laughs> Guys, I... it simultaneously doesn't look like the worst film or the best, but it looks alright and it looks good because of Michael Fassbender. No, right? I get what I'm saying. Like, so, so, you see certain films like Assassin's Creed and all that... And you go, uh, this looks like crap. And then you see someone of credibility like Michael Fassbender and you go, oh, oh, okay. Oh, so you think this was like a live uh, change of his opinion? Yeah, I think he's like, okay, this looks crap, but whoa, Michael Fassbender's in it. Well, that kind of changes my opinion. This might be this might be actually really good because Michael Fassbender does quality work. He's one of those actors that you go, what well, quality? Right. Quality. Thank you for your opinion because you gave me time to finish that donut. Now I can continue. Very good. Next comment. They set this during the Spanish Inquisition and didn't reference Monty Python. Sad face. I'm sad too, really? buddy. Really? Did they think that was going to happen? But the response is, perhaps that's why they played K-West for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally it. Because nobody expected that. Yeah. <laughs> do people not like Kanye West's music? I know the man's annoying, but do people not like his music? I guess. Maybe well, I mean, maybe inappropriate. Isn't it because he's trailer. always like, Talking about himself in his music or something? Isn't he just always talking about women and himself and I thought money? It, and I thought it was just himself. I I the the only Kanye West song I know is the one that was in Saints Row 3, and it was I liked it. I know Gold Diggers. That's about I think, women. I think the one I know is called Power. There you go. Go, Power. I right. saw a picture of Kanye West smiling once, and it was honestly shocking. I've seen him smile many times. He seems like a happy guy. Really? Didn't he smile in that picture with Obama where he looks like their son or something? <laughs> Did you know he is a Trump supporter? Go on. I didn't know that. Well, he'll be supporting himself in 2020. Yeah. Uh, next anyway. comment is, please don't be shit. And the first, <laughs> the first response is, don't get your hopes up colon forward slash so kind of like a mm, oh yeah the response is i i can dream can't i and then they do like an emoticon with like crying with a serious face Aww. which is done by a capital t underscore is that like capital this? <laughs> i can dream can it's, I... it's capital t underscore capital t um and then the response to that is why is everyone white that is true. Now, now, at this point... There were no black people. I didn't see a black guy other than Michael Kay. Well, the, you know, um, they're like the big 
uh, enforcer dude in the Spanish Inquisition time period, they called him the Black Knight. And I was like, wait, he wasn't black. Why'd they call him that? Because he had black, black hair black, and he wore um, black. Yeah. So after this comment, there was a long string of responses to that. Bet. No, I imagined yeah. all but, the SJWs whipped out their dicks. Yeah. I moved on from that. But then I saw one of the responses that was interesting and I included it as its own thing. Oh. So this comment, which is technically a response to the previous thread, is... The games, and then in brackets, except the first one and the second, are already shit. <laughs> so, so the movie is going to be shit too. At least the guy is hot, XD. Yep. And the response to that is, All right. you are a shit. You are a shit. <laughs> this is the best comment. Because he insulted the second game, so, you know, he's got You are... There you know, are they're thinking of... about the first game. They're like, I fucking, I'm that one minority. That there I are enjoy. a lot of fans out there who, like, if you say the slightest bad thing about Ezio, they'll come for you. Like, You're one of them. I am. I think Ezio is overrated. There, I said it. Come get me. Huh. Well, you can go requiescat in pace, bitch. I don't know what that means, but I don't know. Leave this world for a lasting peace down among the dead. Read more or die. Everything is permitted. But I only have two left. (laughs) Then you will die after that. Uh, What if I never read them? Then you Uh, will die now. uh, Okay, well, I want more time to live. Yeah. (laughs) I think I laid it out pretty clear. Okay, then. All right, this one starts with a quote. I'll just confuse for a second. Oh, good. I like quotes. You work in the dark to serve the light. The know. only thing that is original, BTW, I'm going to watch the movie. Good. I'm going to watch the movie. Okay. Yeah, good. Gotta, good for you. The last, one, money, the last one is uh, people who... Look like that. I, I feel like they got inspired by the fact that Assassin's Creed got a film. Aww. um and they, and they were just expressing that with their own feelings. My name is Roger Ebert <laughs> and I'm going to make a film called Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Maybe I'm back from the dead. Um, the com- the initial comment is, I want He-Man movie. <laughs> I do too, buddy. And the response is, I want a Naruto movie. I don't, buddy. No, I, don't I don't think we that. need one. We're good. Well, there's like, like 13 or something. I don't, I don't need one. <laughs> uh, that's it. Well. The only thing I've got left is the quote that I didn't read. So it can matter. I read it? Okay. So I'm going to read this like a Shakespearean actor. <clears throat> Yo! <laughs> Luke died on the inside when I said that. I really wish I were dead. Yeah. Hey, to say that nothing is true is to realize that the foundations of society are fragile and that we must be the shepherds of our own civilization. To say that everything is permitted is to understand that we are the architects of our actions and that we must live with their consequences, whether glorious or tragic. And then you just hear the Oscar noise come on, like the music, and they're like, great speech. And the Academy Award goes to the guy who said, you are a shit. Right? (laughs) And that was Luke. Luke, you are a shit, and it's been great to have you on. Thanks, it's been nice to be shitty. It sounded like that was his last name. Luke, you are a shit? Uh, Arelli? You were a shit Arelli. Luke Tibagarelli, uh, Bartek, cool. as a, always. That's a callback to last week. You have been a fantastic host of the show, as have I, not to brag. And, you know, this is the end of our video game, adapt- you know, film adaptations of video game. Video game month is over. Game over. You guys have always have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluously stupendous listening people. 
And if you want to, you know, find us, right, Spit and Polish Presents, and we're on many different kind of platforms, Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, and various other... Twitter. Twitter. You can find us around the place, around, you know, be like, yo! On the street. On the street. Yo, is that Man-hand Spit and Polish Presents on the street? And we're like, oh, you are, I'm in the mind, get out of my fucking gutter! Don't be a shit. <laughs> Don't be a shit. Don't shit on me, no! And then that's our life, you know. As always, remember to be kind to each other, guys. And just to be clear, just because Video Game Month is over doesn't mean that we'll never do another video game film. We've certainly done more dog films after Dog Month, and we've certainly, well... I'm sure we'll do duologies again sometime. Yeah, So yeah. we'll do, you know, we'll get to Dead or Alive eventually. Yeah, guys, I hear you out there saying, but where's the Lara Croft movies? I can't wait to do the new Tomb Raider movie that'll be coming out. Not that I'm saying it's going to fail or anything, but... Uh, it's not saying it's not going to fail. I mean, We're going to talk about why it shouldn't have failed. Yeah. Right, not that it will fail. No, I'm not saying... Uh, it's not like I said this exact same thing about the Assassin's Creed movie <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> I'm not saying that 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 I that me saying that we'll cover it on the show means that the movie's gonna fail. Yeah, and it's not like you're gonna edit in you saying that after this. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that at all. No, 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 guys. It's all innocent here. Good luck, Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie coming out this year. Looking forward to Alicia Vikander. Did you guys know that Daniel has tits? No. Oh, what's, what are tits, mate? What are those? Those. That's what, a line what, from, what, from, what, from, what, from what, <laughs> <laughs> the right question is what are those?